Hello everyone and welcome back to the Horsey and Fox podcast. It's a good podcast, good, really good. And Hello, we're here everyone. today again. Uh, it's been nearly a month since we've last done one of these, and that's because we've been two busy bees. And also, exactly. I was crunching uh, when it came to do the last podcast, so I was like, James, please, I was groveling in the dirt, like, please just <laughs> we skip it today. <laughs> yeah, that's relatable. I was definitely in a similar position at the same time too, so it was... Uh, mm. Yeah, it just everything just made sense, and we so yeah last so last fortnight we didn't do an episode. Um, fortnight, I did put out a a little post, a little community tab post where I did say that we weren't doing an episode, but I'm sure some people didn't see it. But uh, yeah, yeah, main reason was we we're both working on stuff, and then we both went away around the same time. Um, so we pushed it back two weeks, but uh, and it was perfect. It was the perfect thing to do. Yeah, it made a lot of sense. It if we had recorded that podcast, I don't think I would have finished the Horizon video before I went away. <laughs> Blimey. Blimey yeah. Well, we'll talk about the Horizon video, we'll That's talk about true. some bits of bobs in a bit, but to start off, we did both go away. You went to Tenerife I with did. some mates. How was it? What did you get up to? It was bloody beautiful! It was the first time I've been abroad since we went to America in 2015, so yeah. it's been about eight years. Blimey. Um... It was lovely. It was lovely and sunny. It was lovely subtropical climate. A uh, little mm-hmm. island right next to... Well, we were right next to the beach, basically. Like, it was probably, like, a less than 10-minute walk to get to the get to the beach. Um, right, that's nice. So it was bloody beautiful. But also, um, you know, apart from chilling on the beach and enjoying the sun and stuff, uh, Tenerife has little social clubs that you can go into where you can legally smoke marijuana. And honestly, the fucking weed over there is fucking insane. (laughs) There's a picture of me. I'll try and send it to you if you want to edit it in or something like that. There's a picture of me like sitting there and my eyes just look fucked. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I just look like a wary man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. There's actually, when we, the first day we got there, uh, because there's people wandering around that try and get you to come to the social clubs because they get a little like bonus if they get like new customers to come in and stuff right and there was this guy like on our first day we literally just got changed into shorts and stuff um <clears throat> after getting off like the, the plane and getting to our accommodation and he came mm. up to us and he was just oh, i don't even what he said but he was such a dopey bloke like it, it was <laughs> the way he walked he looked like a fucking nazi zombie from cod zombies <laughs> it's fucking mental like he stumbled shambled around like a fucking oh absolute zombie and he took us this really weird convoluted way round round this like next to this motorway and then we we followed him like to this weird little bit that was like it looked like some I was like I don't know where this dude's taking us this is really odd um oh, <clears throat> like to this like dilapidated like he took us through this weird little junkyard looking area and I was like okay this is weird and then right we came back round to sort of the same road that our accommodation was on and it turns out there was a social club like a three minute walk away from where we were staying which was just fucking brilliant Actually, and then uh, yeah a couple of my mates went in there uh and that was their introduction to spanish spanish weed um and they were loving it but it's just this guy was so funny he was just talking about random shit like <laughs> um tobacco tobacco in the uk uh the tobacco is legal but uh weed that is good for you is not and they should legalize it and stuff like that it's like weed's not good for you man it's not it's not good for you so so this dude comes up to you and you just decided yeah we'll follow you yeah i mean well i don't necessarily want to but we're like 
I mean, what's he going to do? He's walking like a Nazi <laughs> zombie. If he tries anything, he's getting his head stomped in. So, <laughs> What if he well led you him. to like a bunch of dodgy blokes, though, well, that, and they just like, is, jumped well, you? Yeah, that, is also, that was also a worry, but... Um, <clears throat> He was fine. Thankfully, he didn't do yeah, that. He was actually a That's really nice good. guy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We bumped into him a few days later, and we were like standing on like a street, and he was like wandering around, obviously looking for someone to take to take to the uh, the coffee shop or social club, and he he, mm-hmm. he came up to us, not realizing that it was us that, that he'd already you know taken us there, and he was like coffee shop, coffee shop, coffee <laughs> shop, and then he looked up and saw us, and he went. Ah, and then Classic. just like gave us all a fist bump and walked off like shambled <laughs> off he's <laughs> such an insane oh, man oh man that's yeah. classic um, so yeah that was that part of Tenerife but it was, it was beautiful uh, we went on a boat trip mm-hmm. on the last day there was a um, I saw a whale which was really fucking cool oh shit yeah and, and a sea sick. turtle as well <clears throat> it, was, nice. it was cool it was a good time but That's unfortunately, sick. the the weather on the last day was not not the best for going out on the boat trip because it was quite overcast and the seas were a little bit choppy. So we didn't see as many, didn't see any dolphins, didn't see as many whales as we could. But right. I'm glad that I got to see at least one whale because it was pretty. Yeah, surreal. I mean that's cool. Seeing a whale in sick. real life, like what? Yeah, felt like Edward Kenway. Tr- <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I feel like I've never seen a whale in real. Well, I have. Well, yeah, I've seen Shamu. Like, Shamu, but that's not really one. the same thing. No, as like seeing one in its natural habitat. That is true. Um, it's quite sad seeing Shamu getting fucking. Obviously, when you're a kid, I guess we didn't really consider it that it was abusive. Yeah, you don't think about it. It is quite. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like this majestic animal being forced to do tricks and stuff for a live audience. Is that that's still a thing? Mental. Do they still do that at SeaWorld? <clears throat> I don't know if they do. Let me Google it. I thought they came under like fire or something, or they had like some legal issues, and like they had to change the way they conduct stuff. I don't remember. Do they still have whale like shows at SeaWorld? SeaWorld shows breathtaking rides and unforgettable animal experiences. Does SeaWorld still have shows? SeaWorld does still have shows that demonstrate their mm. orca whales. These days, they aren't so much for entertainment and are designed to be family-friendly educational presentations. Well, yeah, but still fucking forcing whales to do yeah. shit they don't necessarily want to do yeah, there's, a, there's a report here from december 2022 that says sharks are abused and bred for entertainment at sea world the tanks of whales and orcas at their parks are not large enough for them oh, experts God. have suggested that orcas prefer to spend time in coastal sanctuaries or sea pens as a safe haven so they need to stop that. doing that whales are such they need to shut them down creatures. shut down sea world yeah we don't need it we just it's not even that cool no <laughs> it's it's all right I, I, it's, it's honestly like cooler to see animals in their habitat, you know, I think. It's way cooler than being like, oh, yeah. look, we fucking fucking bred this whale in captivity and now we're going to make it do all sorts of shit. It's like, yeah, that's... do flip, flips and things. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I want to see a whale, like, in, free in the ocean, loving, loving life and, you know, coming yeah. up for air every now and then. Yeah, that's, I feel like it's cool. a generational thing. Like, I feel like <clears throat> younger generations, we appreciate seeing like you know animals and things in their natural habitat but older generations they like seeing animals do things that are like oh it can it does a human it's thing. Like, like human does a high five or it yeah. can speak or, or it's like, like it understands things look at this Whereas... seal balancing a ball on its nose they don't want to do yeah. that they don't yeah. give a or like, shit watch watch like, watch this lion come and it can do sit down and roll over and stuff yeah, and it's, it's like, like it's just like a dog that. It's not. We have dogs already, all right. If I want to see a lion, I'm going in a fucking like armored vehicle into the fucking African savanna. <laughs> That's the only way I'm seeing a lion. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, but, Tenerife uh, was good anyway. It was a good time. How nice. was you went to That's Florence, good. Italy? I did. I did. It was very, and very nice. Siena was, was it? A, yeah, well, we went to Florence, and that's where we stayed. We stayed in Florence. Um, we were there for 10 days, and we also, while we were there, one day took a bus trip out to, we went to Monteregioni yes. and Siena and San Gimignano, yeah. um, which was really cool that's so uh, to sick. see all those places. Um, the weird, Honestly, it was just like the weirdest part was once once you get settled and everything, it's just like suddenly you're like, oh, I, I, it's very familiar. Like You feel yeah. almost like... You know, it's fucking weird to say it because it's <laughs> yeah. like based on a video game, but it's like fuck. It feels like you know you're at home. home. You're like <laughs> I recognize this. Like I remember we were trying to find um, <coughs> this this uh, sandwich shop, yeah, um, which was just off of the P- uh, Piazza della Signoria, mm-hmm. and we were currently at the Duomo. My maps weren't working, and I was like, look, I think if we go this way, <laughs> we're just we're gonna get there, and we we got there, and I was like, I knew, <laughs> like I just knew where to go, That's like amazing. generally vaguely in the right direction. That's so cool. Um, and it was just yeah, it was just very very cool. Like we accidentally came upon the Duomo, like just we were trying to get to our accommodation to our Airbnb place, and. We come around this corner, and the Duomo is just like right there, mm-hmm. just like the in the Duomo middle of the is... city. Like, which one is that? Is that the one with the dome? It's on top the of it? yeah, the one with the big dome Classic. and the, the tower yeah, next yeah. to it. Um, and it's crazy because like, it. it's massive. Like, it's just massive. Mm, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just crazy, but it was just you know such a nice trip, really nice place. We had pretty good weather for the whole time. Mm. Uh, all the people that like we met and talked to were just like all very very nice people. Just yeah, like. Yeah. It was, you know, some really nice interactions, mm-hmm. amazing food. Um, just, yeah, it was just a really, really cool trip. And, yeah, I'm like going jealous. out to seeing all the seeing all the different places. Like being in Monteregioni was really cool. Yeah, that's um, sick. That's so sick. Really, yeah, it was really nice. And it was as well something that I didn't even think about was when we went to Siena. Mm-hmm. You, we went to like the, the main like uh, piazza they have there with the yeah. big tower. And when I got there, I realized I was like, oh, this is the multiplayer map from brotherhood of revelation <laughs> it's like i've been here too i recognize it um that was so weird and like being in like being in san gimignano and like being in front of that church where the the tailing mission for jacopo starts yeah was like super weird i was like it just it just felt so weird like being in all these places that i recognize where that i'm like sick. oh i just it's so weird like because you're oriented and you're like i know where i am it's yeah. just like your brain just recognizes it like automatically it just feels so strange that is so cool oh man it was uh it was very very good it was a great time and i'm sure you know i want to go back to italy and go to you know i want to see venice and obviously rome at some point but at some point probably i'll go back to florence i would imagine it was just a very nice place very nice vibe um and it'd be nice to just you know spend a couple days just vibing there again i think you went to the uh that's good the bridge over the arno river as well so yeah 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 the ponte vecchio of course uh iconic Um, location um, yeah. Oh yep. man. I, I definitely. I think I want to go to Florence at some point for sure. I think. Yeah, it's you definitely, definitely, definitely should. Something it's, I'd love to experience. It's really, yeah. It's really, really good. It's yeah. Just <clears throat> not like no complaints at all. It was just, just a such a nice city. place. It didn't feel super touristy either. No. Like I've seen like people you know who go to Rome or like go to Pompeii and like it seems like mm. there's a lot of like tourist traps and like people around trying like sell you stuff and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But, like, in Florence, there were, like, maybe a couple people like that around the Duomo. But other than that, it just felt like 
just like a normal place where <laughs> people going, live. I've got like... fresh cod leeches today. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, but yeah, no, it was just just super, super nice place. And me and Elva are going to talk about it in detail on the next episode of Jazz Lounge. So if anybody's mm. interested, hop over to Patreon. Uh, $3.50, listen to Jazz Lounge. Got yeah, a bunch of episodes shit. on there currently. But uh, me and Elva are going to talk you know, in depth about the whole trip, everything we did, because uh, I think that'd be pretty cool and obviously Good i got time. we've logged the whole thing so i'll edit that and put that up on oh, latest extra once once i've edited it but uh yeah i have like five hours of footage so. five hours yeah. it's gonna be a hefty <clears throat> hefty edit but uh yeah be nice really cool really nice for sure um yeah it, it it was just i think overall as well it was just nice to get away for a bit yeah like sure. like you said neither of us have been away like abroad since for like eight years you know 2015 yeah so it was just nice to take take a break reset refresh and uh it, you know it felt nice to come home and be like oh i feel like i actually kind of want to like get back to work and write a script or like play burning shoes yeah. or whatever and you know yeah so that was nice when you reach the level of burnout and you're like fucking hell and just go far away and just chill there for a bit and then come back and sort of re rethink what i'm doing yeah exactly i don't think i realized how burned out i was until i got away and i was like holy shit i don't think i've relaxed properly like properly properly relaxed in years yeah which was That's a weird realization. Goddamn years, but shit. It, it felt good, and now I feel like I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I do that a lot more often. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I, I definitely need to do that. But uh, That's what life is about, man. It's about traveling. We have this little sandbox yeah. we can play about in. Might exactly. as well, might as well go and have a look at it every now and then. Yeah, there's plenty of places to go. Plenty of places to see. I know. I, I want to work on a video for Kingdom Come Deliverance, and I thought I could like tie in a trip to prague so i can get some like footage uh, yeah, and stuff yeah. of the real life like locations that would be super cool kcd because i thought that'd be pretty cool that would be very um, cool but yeah but yeah definitely definitely much needed much i don't know why i took a drink mid-sentence there um <laughs> but yes uh <clears throat> back to work though talking about all that stuff you your horizon video is done you finished it a few weeks ago now i finished it uh God damn, yeah, on about the the eleventh. The eleventh yeah. of April. God damn, it's mm-hmm. nearly been two weeks since I finished. And it's it. taken a while to render it because you've been having some issues. Plus it's a yeah. super long video. Yeah, the the, the the render went all fucky. So I started rendering it on the day before I went away. Uh it was going for a few days. It got to about seventy five percent I wanna say. And then mm-hmm. I asked mum, like, oh what percentage is it on? Um, and she was like, oh, it, the screen is just desktop. And I was like, that's not good. Sony Vegas has crashed. Oh. And that was awful. And then I had to talk her through how to render it again. Um, oh so I God. called her on FaceTime. And we was probably there for a good, like, I don't want to say, like 20 minutes. Just talking yeah. her through how to highlight it and render it. But of course, it's it's a long video. So I had to like tell her to specifically zoom in at the end of the timeline and then drag it and then it took ages to drag it to the left because obviously it was really long and then um we went through my render (coughs) settings and stuff because i was like okay i want to maybe change this to like 1080p uh, instead Mm -hmm. of instead of 1440 um and then we we finally did it and rendered it and then I think a day later it crashed again, and I was like, okay, oh. I, I'm, I can't. I was I was debating downloading Team Viewer or 
yeah team viewer is that what's called on my phone mm-hmm. and then getting mum to download it on my computer so i could render the video from my phone and i was just right. like i can't be bothered i just didn't have the time we were doing so much when we were in tenerife and i, was just, I didn't have the time to sit there and and go through it with her so i was just like you know mm-hmm. what i'll just sort it when i get back <clears throat> yeah that makes got sense. back uh i didn't start the render straight away i was like okay I'm not just going to go straight back into this and render it and expect it to work if it's crashed twice. So I googled like methods of stabilizing renders. So what I did was I turned off multi-core rendering and I turned off GPU acceleration. And I also deleted a bunch of temp files in Windows. I had about 86 gigabytes worth of temp files built up on my computer. So I cleared that out, uh, turned off multi-core rendering, uh, turned off GPU acceleration. Because even though it makes the render slower, it means it's more stable, so it won't crash. And I also right. disabled one of my CPU as well through Task Manager, because it said that that helps too. Um, and mm-hmm. I decided, after doing that, to render it again at 1440p60, and it worked. So this morning, it oh. finally finished. So the video is not going to be horribly downscaled by YouTube's encoding. It's actually going nice. to be nice, 1440p, 60fps absolutely beautiful although something that i noticed when i mm. watched the video just now like i watched like the intro at the fucking beginning of the video i say in february of this year in reference to horizon forbidden west <laughs> it's not february of this year oh no i'm not rendering it again i'm just gonna no fucking you can't it. you can't i mean how long did it take in total to render uh i started it on the 18th so it's been five oh, days oh my God, yeah, no, you can't do it I'm again, especially if it crashes. It yeah, I'm not doing it again. I'm just going to oh, maybe put, God. like, can you still put annotations on videos? No. You can't, can you? Nah, they why can did they those. take that out? I need it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they've removed those. They could have honest. added in, like, a new one where it looks a little bit better instead of being those shitty little speech bubbles. They could have been like, oh, you can add text in post. Yeah, like, add text over the top. But, of course, YouTube never adds in. Maybe it is. Let me but, go have a look at the editor. Okay. I wonder what they've I wonder what they've added to the editor since the last time I used it. How do we do this? I'll have to put you something in the as a, in the pinned comment just like look I overlooked it. My bad. The video's fucking 11 hours. Just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no you can't. You can't. You can only trim and cut, blur, you can add audio, end screen info cards and add breaks. That's bullshit. What's an info card? End screen. Uh info like the card. thing that uh the info card comes up like the top right like the little Here's like another video you can click on. Oh, uh, so I can't. Oh, oh I icon. Oh, that's fucking shit. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. they're just gonna. I, I mean, the only the, the, the thing is, if yeah, leave it as a pinned comment, and if people ignore it, like worst case scenario is you're just gonna get more comments, which will just push it in the algorithm. That is true. So yeah, I was thinking you know. that as well. There's a positive to it, but it's fucking annoying. It's the first line of the video. It's the first thing I say in the entire yeah, video. Yeah, it is annoying. There's no. There's nothing before it. <laughs> So immediately, that as is. soon as you watch it, it's just a mistake. It's fuck. Oh god. <laughs> That's the the first impression they get of the video is ah, oh, he's wrong. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's rough. I'm sure certain parts of the script are dated now anyway because the Burning Shores is out, so I don't care. I don't fucking give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, my, I worked so hard to try and get it done before the Burning Shores came out, and it just didn't fucking work out. <laughs> I know. But, you know, it's still good timing, you know? Yeah, I mean, it yeah, depends yeah. how long it's going to take to upload. True. Probably a, probably a couple of days, to be honest, knowing our internet. Yeah, that's true. How big is the file? 57 gigabytes. Oh, that ain't too bad. How how quick do you reckon that'll be? Uh, not. It shouldn't take too long. Let me let me check what my um my AC one video was. 
where is it ac1 retrospective was 100 gigabytes oh really yeah because i rented it in 4k 60 fuck you now you know my computer so, would not be able to handle that that only took about like seven hours to upload i think okay well, maybe you maybe guys less? internet is probably a little bit better than mine yeah true that's a good point i mean that video like took uh i don't think it took it took about i think it took about 15 hours to render or something okay I wonder how long it would have taken my computer to render your video. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that on many occasions. I was like, it probably wouldn't be that bad. Probably pretty, yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have taken that long. Probably would have been like maybe a day or something, if that. Hmm. But obviously but, uh, my computer, I got a Facebook marketplace, so it's... I'm surprised <laughs> your computer ma- managed it, to be honest <laughs> with you. So am I. I- it's kind of a shock. But, I was starting you know, to that's... think, like, oh, God, I'm going to have to, like, transfer all of my stuff into like yeah a, a fucking hard drive and ask someone else fucking use their computer to do it <laughs> yeah i mean that i did think about that when it kept failing i was like if it fails this time maybe we'll maybe let's try transfer everything to me and see if i can <laughs> yeah. do it oh, just to just be like less hassle at the end of the day oh, but i'm so glad it worked though it's, it's done it's, it is it's done. done and i can start working can on my out. sonic frontiers video which has with the script oh, is thirty-three thousand words long so Blimey. Fun to record. I don't That's... know if I'm going to do my Dead Space video anymore either. I think I might just can it. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes you have to like when when projects take that long. Sometimes you end up just like scrapping things. You end up being like, well, I just don't have time yeah. to do all of the things that I want to do. Yeah, like I know, you know, I am working on this Burning Shores video, and then I might do a video on Jedi Survivor. I don't know. It depends what I feel about mm-hmm. it when it's when I finish it. Looks but, pretty good. Uh, it does look good. I uh, I think it looks interesting. Mm. Um. But talking about burning shores, when when are you gonna start playing? Because you've not played it yet, right? As soon as possible. Now the render's done. Well, I'll, I do actually want to finish. Mm. I, I want to finish my platinum of Resident Evil Four remake first. But right. I, as soon as that's done, I'm getting on the burning shores straight away. Um, I need nice. to order a new H. Oh, I've ordered them already. They're coming today. Uh, two high high speed HDMI cables because I've realised that I have this weird issue when I'm recording on my Elgato that it will f- mm-hmm. have weird flashes of pink and green, like as I'm recording. Oh. So that made uh, editing my Horizon video fun because like all the extra footage that I recorded every few seconds or like like every thirty seconds there'd be a flash of pink or green. So I'd have to like. Yeah like say say when i was recording like the cinematic shots in photo mode uh, i'd be like you know the camera would be like drifting through the air and then all of a sudden it'd go pink and green i'd be like fuck i have to restart that shot again and i have to do oh. that multiple times so that's i think so weird i googled it it's a problem with like a hdmi if you have a hdmi that's too long and not powerful enough um it oh that makes with sense it. so I, I bought like these fucking cost me 30 quid to buy two fucking hdmi cables um sure. they're super high speed and they're they're they're, they're hopefully will fix it and if not it's a problem with the elgato itself and i have to buy a new elgato before Ooh. i can even play the burning shores so that'll be hopefully funny. it's not that i mean i had <clears throat> i had i tried because i have a tv at the back of my office mm-hmm. that i bought because i was like oh it'll make it so much like easier for me to like record games like i can just sit play it on a tv and i'll just have a big hdmi cable running to my computer so i don't have to sit at my desk when i record games yeah um but doing that i I like realized after doing like a recording session i was like oh i can't do that because the the hdmi cable is too long and Mm -hmm. so it like 
it doesn't work properly yeah like it just like the footage gets fucked yeah and so i was like okay i can't do that so i now just have a tv and i don't use it i literally never use it i just use it uh when i at christmas i put a i put a fireplace, fireplace on it <laughs> yeah. and that's all i use it for um which is fucking stupid oh but God. um it's fine it um what can you do about but it? uh yeah i mean to talk about burning shores um I'll give a, I guess, a little overview, talk about it a little bit, because mm. we don't want to talk spoilers since you've not played it. That's very uh, true. It's uh, it's really good. I really liked it. I thought it was really solid. It was some great character work. Um, they really justified, by the end, why it's only on PS5. Um, it definitely, like, you oh, yeah. sort of realised by the end, you're like, yeah, I get why. You definitely could have done, couldn't have done any of this on a PS4. Yeah. Um, which is cool. There's a lot of, you know... A lot of cool moments, a lot of nice little lore points. More Quen. Uh, more Quen. Um, there's, there's like a yeah, you know, you got Hollywood. It's a nice area. Like it's fun to explore Los Angeles. There's a few drawbacks. Like I don't know. There's like a few little things where I'm just like, there's only like three side quests. Oh. Um, and I think I think burn I think uh, Frozen Wilds have more. I think. I think it um, may have as well. To be honest. Uh and three they're good side quests they're good um and the side content there is interesting and like it's new and they develop on it and stuff it's just i think the scale of the dlc overall i think is like smaller than i expected it to be yeah um the story is a lot shorter there's a lot less going on a lot less to do yeah but at the same time it's very nicely focused on what it what it wants to do yeah um and that's cool and there's a lot of like you know really nice big moments and set pieces and stuff like that and additions and things and it's just it's just nice like overall just really solid well. new armor. really nice um yeah there's like some nice you know little bits new weapons and stuff new like machines it's just, as well uh yeah new machines there's a few new machines um i just got the uh, trophy today for scanning all the new machines so ah. you know about five or six new new machines or oh, something. Oh, that's sick. I wasn't um, expecting there to be that many. That's really cool. I think I think some of them are Apex variations on machines that were in the base game oh, that didn't have that Apex didn't have ones. Apex. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but there's like, I think, maybe like, maybe like three actual new, like brand new ones. Seems about the same as Frozen Wilds. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to Frozen Wilds, although I, I was expecting something like double the size of Frozen Wilds. I expected yeah, it to yeah. be like, you know, the blood and wine of Horizon sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which it's not, and that's fine, um, because it, it's still good, and it's still good, and I still think it's worth existing, and like, it's, you know, it's fun. It's good. Um, <coughs> How much does it but, contribute uh, to the overall overarching narrative of horizon with little spoil i mean if, if you can summarize that um, with as least spoilers as you can it's it does some stuff where you're like okay i see what you're, you're setting up some little seeds here for what you're going to do in the third game to be like okay we've kind of like figured out like what's our starting point for the third entry which mm-hmm. is nice to sort of know sort of a basis of what we're going to be doing yeah um but the main thing I think that's really strong about it is its exploration of character and like where Aloy is at post Forbidden West. Yeah. Um, after because the arc finally, she goes on. Yeah, she finally sort of <clears throat> separates herself from Sobek, if that makes sense. Yeah. At the end of yeah. Forbidden West, so I assumed it would be a much more personal story about her personality mm. and her, you know, finding her place in the world without comparing herself to Sobek all the time. 
yeah um, that's exactly what it is and i think you you see aloy is much stronger for it like by embracing the fact that she does care more for people and like she really does care about saving the world and uh, on a less logical scale like yeah. on a more emotional like sort of with a more emotional outlook yeah i think it's really cool to see aloy truly embrace that because it's always been something that she's subconsciously done across zero dawn and forbidden west yeah and only really towards the end of forbidden west does she realize what the point is and like why she's doing what she's doing yeah and we now get to see her embrace that fully and like she cares about the quen and she cares about these people and you know she's she's just immersing immersing herself in this world that she lives in that she desperately wants to save yeah um and i think that's you know just really really nice and it's really good and they just take her character in a direction where i'm like that's exactly where we should be going like that's it makes perfect sense after the arc she's been on to explore this aspect of aloy as a character super and they just do it in oh god (laughs) just they just do it in a really really nice way and i think it's just really really great we're so lucky Um, to have horizon man it's it's so so good good. it's It's just so so, it's just so good it's just like so consistently good yeah yeah um it it, it's such a shame that there's such a huge percentage of the community the video game community that just writes it off as shit for some reason it's like this is like some of the most ambitious open world storytelling we've ever seen. What do you mean? It's shit. It's it reminds <clears throat> me of the way and this is going to be a compar- like a weird comparison, but it reminds me of the way that in the early days of Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. a lot of people wrote it off. Yeah. Like, you know, you know when we'd be super excited for, for you know Brotherhood or whatever. Yeah. It was a a lot of like the mainstream audiences of video games were like, "Oh, it's just fucking Assassin's it's fucking Creed." Drone, like, hate it's this like, shit cutting away it's to so weird day. yeah it's like they just didn't understand the way that it was just like consistently just really good and yeah. like cared about its world building had solid gameplay great mission design great world design this Incredible really interesting lore. narrative like great lore that was always consistent um or as consistent as like it could be and mm-hmm. it was always like super interesting and i feel horizon gets sort of like a similar reputation mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of people just write it off as like, oh, it's just dumb. Just like, Horizon's just dumb, boring. It Who cares me. about this? I tried like... to play Zero Dawn, but it bored me. It's like, what? Yeah, it's like, I don't understand where that <laughs> comes from. Like, I just, I just, like, I've tried to understand that point of view. And like, I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. Like, I just, I cannot understand what bored you. It's like, such a fascinating world. Like, it's, it's it a, is. a world where humanity died, came back yeah. in the form of tribal humans who are now slowly rebuilding civilization after a thousand years since the collapse of humanity and there's still remnants of that old world remaining that people yeah. don't know much about and the point of the game is to find out what's going on how can that not be interesting yeah exactly. and it's got robot like, dinosaurs what what exactly <laughs> and like you get to see like the way that these different tribes interpret the old world yeah like yeah but, and you see that through the lens of a character that's also not a fucking idiot yeah like you exactly. see it through the lens of this character that's deeply curious and that breeds like an intelligence yeah that like means you can connect with her like you're never sitting there like oh Aloy's a fucking idiot she doesn't get what a car is she doesn't <laughs> yeah. understand planes it's like no yeah. she grew up with a focus she knows everything that we know pretty exactly, much she just, does, yeah. she just doesn't understand the context <clears throat> of the old world but she understands the things that existed back then like exactly. she gets it yeah and it's like that means you can connect with Aloy and you can see this world through her eyes as you know someone that grew up in as like you know in this world but also someone that grew up with an intelligence of you know what came before as yeah, well yeah and it just means like you immediately <coughs> connecting like right 
now let's explore this like you know who is Aloy like why is she so important like why was she cast out like the game immediately sets this question of why was this baby cast out yeah like, like where's her what parents? caused that let's who is find she? out yeah like, it's super immediately you yeah. want to know like immediately and, like, it, it it's just like there's so much because like you get you straight away you get into like the nora when you first get into the nora tribe like you're interested to know like well what are the nora like because you've never been a part of them before. yeah yeah the same as aloy is and then when you get in oh there's a kaja emissary in like erend bringing the you know the yeah. message with you know with from from meridian you learn about meridian like the oh, there's this large city like this like metropolitan like city like out out somewhere in the desert you're like this is so interesting yeah there's so much to this world it's just so rich and engaging and it's and, like, like I the find first it crazy like don't like that what like couple hours of the game are set entirely in the the nora sacred lands until you're finally let out and it's like mm. that moment when you're let out into like the sundom is such a yeah. fascinating like experience because like for Aloy obviously she's never le- left this Nora Sacred Lands and we're almost having that same experience as her sort of finally being let out and, and experiencing the world and so- sort of going through these biomes and seeing these machines and then you finally get to that desert and you go over the hill and you see Meridian in the distance and it's oh, just it is what a just breathtaking like oh it's so God. good it's so good and Zero like I didn't watch amazing. a lot of the marketing material for Zero Dawn no, so I didn't even know about any of this stuff and like when you see like i thought when Aaron tells you about meridian i'm like oh that might be somewhere you go in a sequel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they're setting it up for a future game maybe but then when yeah. you actually go there i'm like oh shit we're actually going to the city and like you go in and there's all these markets and people and they have a totally different culture and there's Bustling the farmland life. on the ground below yeah, and you've got yeah. the elevators and stuff it's so and, there's, sick. and then you learn all of the lore about the sundom and the kaja and it's like oh they they broke off and there's the shadow kaja and they live you know further to the west and yeah. You know, you learn about the king and the, this whole monarchy that they've had this, you know, all these different sun kings and, like, their culture and all these priests and stuff and their religion. And it's, like, it's just so rich. It like, is. every tribe is so rich. And they carried that into Forbidden West with the oh, they did such the a good. We- they did such a good job of bringing the sort of the presence of the Kaja and Meridian and all that stuff and the 13th Sun King and the Red Raids into Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just forgotten about. It's, like, the Tanakh and the Utaru were directly affected by the events of the Red Raids. Um, yeah and that's something that and they, they they always talk about it like yeah, they remember yeah. it it's a part that's integral to their culture's history i mean regala herself the reason why she wants a war against hikaro is to overthrow hikaro because of what happened during the red raids and how he refused to push through barren light and go to, to meridian to kill to kill the the kaja so it's yeah. like it directly oh. influences the events of forbidden west it's, it's just so interesting. So like there's so there's so much <clears throat> politics to all of it and it's also consistent and detailed. And like you don't just have this incredible like like it's almost like a medieval fantasy world. Oh yeah. You don't just have that. You also have layered on top that no this is all taking place in a few in the future of our real planet that yeah, we live in it's so, so like cool. you're in you know you're in you know san francisco or you're in los angeles or like you're you know you're in colorado or whatever yeah and it's like you know there's these real places you see the remnants of these old worlds and like it's not just the remnants of the world that we know today it's it's this also this futuristic world that we aren't aware of yeah that we then get to explore it's like well all of these companies that spring up that are reminiscent of things that we might know today like a google or an apple yeah but you know you've got like fair automated solutions and you know you've got you know miriam um, technologies and stuff Miriam, like that. Yeah, yeah exactly and it's like <clears throat> you get to learn about all of this lore it's like too 
there's like two parts of law yeah. that you get to learn about separately that also intersect because every yeah. tribe has to have their own interpretation of the old world. So it's like, how do the Tanakh view the old world? Like you see that through the museum with the, you know, the the ten and everything. Yeah. And you know, how do the Nora, in, you know, interpret the old world? Well, you see that through, you know, All Mother Mountain. Yeah. And, and the it's fear like of the Metal Devil and stuff like that, and how they sort yeah. of deified. Um... Uh, what's it called the voice in the mountain yeah <clears throat> the uh, what's it it's just a random ai that talks like the zero dawn ai that sort of all the, the computerized voice that's like oh access access granted to aloy stuff like that, that obviously talked at yeah. some point and the nora were like oh shit it's a goddess oh god mm-hmm. it's, oh, so yeah fucking love it so it's much. really cool and like you learn like <clears throat> the, the way the quen see them is like mm. they understand more than the average tribe but they've also deified the old ones. Like, you've got, you know, they see them as, like, they call it, like, the legacy. Yeah. And it's, like, they're the ancestors that they, like, you know, see as these all-powerful people. Yeah. That's um, just, like, it's just, it's it's all just so interesting. And the, also the way the Quen talk about the empire as well across the sea. The Quen are particularly It's like, I want to see that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. It's, uh, it's, it's in my, really in my cool. video, I talk a little bit about the Quen and how it's most likely that the Quen, the Quen's ancestors came out of the Eleuthia Cradle in Xingzhang, China. And that's where they originated and how they became a seafaring nation because they found the Yellow Sea just off the coast of China. And they were like, well, we might as well yeah. use this to exploit exploit the area for food and stuff like that. And that's how they ended up, you know, creating the sailing ships because there's no other tribe in Horizon that's, that's technologically advanced enough to cross an ocean yet. Like, in just yeah. a thousand years, like, it's pretty crazy crossing... The, what, what ocean is it that leads into the west of America from Asia? I don't know what it's called, but... The Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean, yeah. Being able to cross the Pacific Ocean after just a thousand years of civilization is pretty insane. Um, the Quen are super interesting, and they're like authoritarian government and how the overseers yeah. sort of keep stuff from the... From the um, uh, the people and how you know all the data in the legacy is like manipulated to have this favorable view of the old ones when in fact a lot of the diviners know that the old ones weren't perfect but if they were to divulge that information their family would be killed and they would be executed too it's like super yeah, interesting it's great i love like the oppression <clears throat> of the empire because yeah, like yeah. They, the quen talk about it like this great civilization but there's these undertones of this like oppression like they're subjugated a lot yeah, yeah. by you know this this hierarchy like system yeah. of like you know these people that are everyone is above everyone mm-hmm. and it's like you know everyone's kind of got to watch their backs and i think that's super interesting yeah. like it'll be really cool to hopefully eventually see you know the quen empire oh, at some to. point i'd love to and i mean to see what get, their civilizations um, look like we get like a little bit of an idea of what quen royalty is like through the co um, and how he's mm-hmm. just fucking delusional and everyone just yeah. is just a yes man for him because obviously everyone's scared of him because he's the most powerful that went on the uh, the expedition to the to the east um, so that's like a little insight into what the Quen royal family could be like if we were to go to the empire itself oh yeah. god it'd be insane imagine imagine going to fucking China in um that'd be so sick in Horizon you get to see the old world of China and like the remnants of like I don't know Hong Kong or or one of the big chinese cities it would just be yeah. insane like insane oh it would my be god really really cool and yeah. then to see what the quen because like the most advanced civilization we've seen so far is the kaja yeah but like the quen are so far above the kaja yeah because they use focuses like they understand the technology of the old world yeah the way that no other tribe we've ever seen before understand like they don't understand it they like they, a lot of them say like it's forbidden they don't want to go near it mm-hmm. it's like they're the opposite um, of the nora who don't go yeah. into old world ruins and they don't go near 
the the metal devil uh the the horus titan whereas the quen obviously found focuses and were like oh well might as well use these to our advantage because this is like you know useful and they've got mm-hmm. all this data and oh, it's just so cool I'd, l- I'd love to see more of the quen which is why i'm excited to play the burning shores because there is more quen in that uh, yeah I'm... there is some nice some nice little bits of quen lore that i think is very interesting yeah. that like sort of alludes to what like a little bit alludes more to like what's going on back in the empire which yeah. i think is really nice oh, i'm so excited um, oh, like that's that's one of the that's one of the big pluses about a couple <clears throat> of the side quests or one of the side quests in particular that like i thought was really cool because it was like okay this is a bit more about you know what they're dealing with back yeah. in the empire and it just sounds you know it sounds really good and obviously you know one of the major major characters that's a part of burning shores is obviously a quen yeah yeah um and so like you know learning more about her through and like you know and more about the quen through her is really fun she seems like um, a really interesting character i've tried my very mm-hmm. best to not get spoilers i of course i've had a few mm-hmm. um you know mainly about sort of her romance with aloy that's that's a right. part with it isn't it I, that's the, the only yeah. thing i know is that they kiss i don't know anything about the the development of their relationship how they come to meet what their goal is or anything like that i just know that at some point in the dlc they share a little romantic moment and i'm interested to see how that develops and 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 how 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 gorilla sort of handles that it's good it's really good Mm. i was i was like just yeah i was by the end like the dlc goes down a route where i was like not i wasn't expecting it yeah but then by the end i was like of course this is this is exactly what was supposed to happen like Mm -hmm. of course this is what's meant to happen with aloy moving forward like embracing the aloy of herself instead of the elizabeth of herself yeah. like it makes so much sense that you know she would find a connection somewhere yeah um and yeah it's really good i think sega's a really good character and is that uh, her name sega Se- sega is a i thought you said sega um, then i was like what's oh, sega they they did a, they did a uh they did a little trailer for her before the the game came out i think mm-hmm. like a sega focused trailer um which shows her off a little bit but the the game like i at first i found her to be I don't know. A li- I was a, a bit annoying. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I vibe with her. Yeah. But then as the game progressed, like they unveiled, like there's a layer to her character where you're like, oh, I get why she was that way, okay. and like I get why I perceived her that way. Yeah. And you begin to understand her more, and you're like, oh no, yeah, I really like her. She's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, they always do that with the character. Like in Forbidden West, every new character, apart from Zoe, really, at first was a little bit like. Eh. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and then eventually you get to love him. Like Catalo at first, he's an absolute arsehole, and it's like, how am I gonna like this guy? And then by mm-hmm. the end of the game, it's one of your favorite characters. Same with same with Alva. When when we first yeah. met Alva in Forbidden West, I was like, eh, she's kind of annoying. She seems like that sort of like you know tech character that's like, oh, I'm an epic hacker. But by the mm-hmm. end, I was like, oh god, I love her. She's fucking amazing. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. They're and just I think, so good I at think... creating new characters, like. Yeah, and I mean, they, they did do it in Zero Dawn as well, like with Erend. Like, when you oh, first yeah. meet Erend, he sort of comes on to Aloy a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. inappropriate and weird, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, Like, because yeah. you're experiencing it through Aloy. You're like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, like, God, what does this guy want? Big, loudmouth fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. And then when he's, you know, he's, you know, lost his sister, he's got a drinking problem, and, like, he really needs your help, you're like, yeah, okay, we'll help you. And yeah. you get to know him a better, and you, they build that friendship, and it's like, yeah, now we really like Eren. We love Eren. Um, we fucking love Eren. Eren is fucking tremendous, and, you know, Val is another one. Oh, Val. Um, <laughs> I know. It was just, they're great. Horizon is so fucking good. It's just so good. So good. Um, so in everything good. that it tries to do. And it's really frustrating seeing the, you know, like the review bombing of the DLC. Oh, God, yeah. Um, 
it's which fucked. is just you know it's and we all know the reason a, why. What, what was that? We all know the reason why people are review bombing yes, it. Exactly. It's got fucking. And it's, it's got a little LGBT moment in there, so people are like, "What's this woke fucking garbage?" Oh, it's pushing a fucking agenda. I just don't want to see it. I don't want to. I'm okay with gay people. Just don't do it in front of me. <laughs> it's just like, it's I think there's that like this whole anti-woke culture like it is getting to an obs- like it was already ridiculous mm-hmm. it was always ridiculous yeah. but like it is getting so obscenely like like it's just it's like suffocating art yeah it's because awful. like these people they see oh the main character's a woman oh it's woke it's yeah. just fucking woke it's insane it's like oh there's you know you, you watch like a movie where you know oh the main male character suddenly there's like a strong female character alongside him in like a sequel or something and it's like oh fucking woke they wouldn't have oh. had that if it wasn't the f- for the fucking woke it's, strong female it's character like, oh, i'm sick of these strong female characters that are capable and don't need to rely on a man. I'm fucking sick of it. It's like uh, the Mario movie when that came out, and people were like, "Why is Peach not helpless? This is fucking bullshit. She's meant to be a fucking useless cunt." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are we talking about, oh, man? man? It's, it's fiction. so crazy. It's just so crazy. Like it's every time. Like oh, the main characters. You know, uh, it's it's always like, and you see this all the time, right? With like, look, and there's sometimes there are issues with characters in the way that they're written, right? But you look at like Reva from Obi-Wan. Yes, she's not a well-written character. Yes, her storyline's not that great. But she got way too much hate. Oh, like, God, yeah. way too much. It's like all of the, cri- like so much criticism of that show was just like, oh no, Reva's the problem. Like, no, no, there are a hundred problems with Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, Reva sure. is written yeah. badly for sure, but there are a million other fucking issues that would still be there if you removed her from the show. Yeah, yeah. She, and you know, she got that amount of hate because she's being portrayed by a black woman. And that just is the case. Yeah. Like, that is just the case. If Reva was portrayed by a white man and that was the character, it was a white man that was in the exact same role, it would get criticized for sure for Definitely, being written badly. Yeah, yeah. But it would not get hated to the extremes that it got hated. It was people when that were show like, "Oh, Reva's annoying." It's like I've noticed there's a common theme when there's mm-hmm. like a prominent female character in something. People are like, "Oh, she's just really annoying." I, I, I can't really put my yeah. finger on why. Like, they can't really give any genuine criticism of the writing of the character or the way the character was handled. It's just like she's just annoying. Yeah, shouldn't be there. It's, and they find it annoying mainly, I think, because and it is like this subconscious sexism that, like, mm. oh, a woman is being confident, mm-hmm. like a woman is speaking out against someone, you know, she doesn't agree with, you know, she's speaking up against a man or something. Yeah, yeah. Like she, she's, she has authority. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable with that. But like, women are supposed to be quiet. Like, they're not supposed to be like that. They're not supposed to be loud or strong or confident. Yeah, a lot like, of people have this preconceived notion in their head of what a female character should be. And it's normally, like, attractive, soft, caring, and motherly. And that's basically the only mm-hmm. traits that people will accept from a female character. And it's just... it's just In in the yeah. real world, not every woman is like that. Like, there's, there's, there's just such a diverse range of personalities that you can't exactly. just have this pre... Like, this, this mould of what you think a female character should be or her role that she should play in the story. It's uh yeah it's it's fucking mental. 
It's yeah, and it's like you get like you know a lot of people don't like Aloy because she can be sarcastic sometimes or she can be sharp with people. Yeah, and it's like if a man was doing those same things, you'd be like, oh, what a fucking badass. Yeah, like when well, Nathan so, Drake so says cool. like some sarky comment or he like you like you know messes with someone or something like that or he's like I don't know when Geralt is like sharp with someone or like you know stern yeah. with someone it's like oh, such a yeah. cool moment but when it's, it's so a cool. woman doing it it's like she's such a bitch why is she's she not so nice? annoying man why is she fucking <laughs> like that yeah it's like insane. it's just it's so crazy like it's you know one of you like you look at you know again this example is not a great movie Captain mm-hmm. Marvel mm-hmm. but a lot of people point criticism at the wrong things yeah. like Captain Marvel is written in a way that she's very much like Tony Stark but yeah. like you don't get mad when Tony Stark acts that way because it's Tony Stark. But when it's you know it's Carol Danvers, you're like, oh no, that's wrong. She, she's like not to be like. She's so annoying. She's such a bitch. And like even she's so Brie Larson, like as a person, like she can make a joke and people will be like, yeah, can't believe she fucking said that. Exactly. It's like, like she's that... bantering with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. That's the like, exact oh my god, what a fucking about. bitch! I don't, I can't believe she said that. Yeah. And it's like she's joking. Yeah. Women can. Jo- she's joking. She's, she's just making a joke with her around. mate. Yes, like someone that oh she spent months, probably years on set with. Like, she's not fucking attacking Chris Hemsworth <laughs> in an interview, bro. <laughs> it's crazy to me, like this, and a lot, like a lot of it obviously is subconscious like Mm -hmm. people don't realize they're doing it but there's these biases like against you know someone's sex or gender or race or whatever it is that just comes across in media criticism that is the most flat and and deeply boring media criticism that exists oh yeah which is just to proclaim something as woke when the main character or a character in it or something like just isn't white and straight and man it's it's insane it's like baffling it's it is really fucking weird it's annoying but i can almost understand the situation those people are in because i feel like maybe like back in the day i probably mm-hmm. harbored some similar opinions where i was like diversity yeah. for diversity's sake yeah and shouting fucking spewing all this rhetoric and stuff without really understanding that i'm not really making actual criticisms of it i'm just trying to have a gotcha moment against the lefts and it's like what are yeah. we doing bro what are we doing it's, just criticize it really... as a piece of media <laughs> yeah it's odd it's so odd because like i do remember feeling that way and i remember feeling like you would see oh the main character's gonna be a black one I'm like yeah, oh they're yeah. just doing that to get to get like to get brownie, brownie points, points. Yeah, yeah yeah and it's like maybe they're not you know <laughs> yeah, maybe they're they doing that because that's the story for the they want to tell yeah, yeah. like yeah, that's just man. the story they want to fucking tell like why is why you know why is ellie a lesbian in the last of us is it because for the sake of it or is it because that's the story they want to tell yeah they wanted like, to make it they wanted to have their protagonist have the point of view of a lesbian and that's perfectly fine. And it's actually really interesting because you get to see the relationship between Ellie and Dina grow. And that's not something that I would really experience myself as a straight man. That's something I can't experience myself. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. It's, you know, it's... It's, it's so, it's just like, it's so difficult to wrap my head around the way these people like genuinely think it's a criticism. Like, like, oh, Aloy is <clears throat> like, likes women. And that's supposed to be like that's inherently bad. bad. Yeah, it's like, like what? Like why? Why is that bad? Why it's is that bad? Totally and they're gonna be like, because because they just did it for diversity. I'm like, yeah, maybe they did. So what's wrong with diversity? What's wrong with that's that? Okay. We, li- no we live problem. in a world now where we can have diverse casts of people, and that's now a normal thing. That's a good thing. 
We shouldn't we shouldn't have fucking racially segregated casts in in films and TV and media. It's just yeah, it's it, though, it's uh, it's God. so crazy. It's like yeah, the the writer did choose to make to make her a lesbian. They did choose to do that. Yeah. What's wrong with them choosing to do that? Yeah, it's like, just like how they chose to like, make Val black or I don't know some other character what they are. It's just what they are. Like that's how the world yeah. is. People like, are what they you know, are. You know, they 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 chose to put robot dinosaurs in the world. Like that's not forced. Like why <laughs> yeah, is it why is why, that? why are some <laughs> narrative choices forced and some not forced? It's like, like, we can have a super intelligent AI made in the year 2060 that can terraform the entire planet in ways that aren't really explained, uh, uh, you know, in, in detail. Like, how does Gaia terraform the planet? How how is that set up and all that stuff? Like, there's some parts of, of Gaia's systems that almost aren't really explained, but you, you believe it because the story is written in a way in which it makes sense. So why can't you believe that Aloy likes kissing women? Because that's yeah, something like, that happens in real life. People. Like what is the problem? <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. And like on top of that, like as well, one of the core components <clears throat> of Horizon's world building is its diversity. Mm, like, yes. The whole point and they bake it into the world building in a way that is supposed to make a point about the world that we live in. Like yeah. you look at you know, you look at the there is segregation in Horizon's universe, mm-hmm. there is prejudice in Horizon's universe, but it's not it, it it's not it's not racism. No. Right, and it's not homophobia, and it's never it's... normally based in racism either. It's normally like, oh, this tribe did this thing to me. It's not, oh, this group of people look like this, therefore I don't like them. Like there is no exactly. racism in the Horizon and it, and... world. Exactly, and it's it's <clears throat> making this point that when you grow, like prejudice comes from difference. It comes from the fear of something that's different from you. Yeah, and so it's trying to make this point that the reason there's racism in our world is because you know we were racially segregated for a while. Yeah, and by mixing around, like you're gonna be, you know, it's the fear of something that's different. Like if you're straight and you've only known being straight, mm-hmm. you know, being introduced to someone that's gay, that's that's gonna fuck up with your worldview. And people get prejudiced, like they just are prejudiced. Yeah, yeah, and it's just what happens. And and so, like, you look at Horizon, and it's trying to make this point that all of these people, because of the way the the Eleuthia, like, like, um, like cradles work, yeah. is that they'd have equal amounts of DNA from different ethnicities. Yeah. And so there is diversity <clears throat> in every single tribe. So you'll never find a tribe in Horizon that's racist because all of them grew up around every single race exactly. that exists in the Horizon world. Yeah. So you just don't find it. But they are prejudiced against each other's tribes, like the Kaja hates the Nora. Yeah, and the Tanakh hate the Kaja yeah. because they've had these wars because they grew up apart from each other, developed their own belief systems, and so there's prejudice because they're they're coming up, you know, face to face with something that's different from what they're yeah. used to, and that's and almost like the scary. allegory for different cultures exactly. conflicting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's done really well. I think I think it was probably the best way to do it, in my opinion. Um, yeah in horizon because i don't it's, think horizon yeah. would benefit from having like like racism anyway <laughs> like that no. just seems so out of place so it's it's yeah. nice that in the new world that's not something that the inhabitants have to worry about they have completely different worries um it's just exactly. not part of they just they don't compute that it's like you know in the nora how there is loads of there's loads of loads of different ethnicity obviously in every child there's you see loads of different ethnicities all over the place and that's just normal mm-hmm. for them which i think is really cool um obviously some people will probably look at that and go yeah but uh, it's not how it would have worked in real life <laughs> it's like it's not real life though it's a fucking game <laughs> yeah and it i mean like it's justified in the story in a way where yeah, i'm like exactly. that's good and that's compelling and that that makes sense like 
they wanted to make sure that every cradle had all the DNA of different ethnicities. So nothing was so lost. So they there was no racism. Yeah. Like that was the point. They're mm-hmm. like, we, there won't be any because racism, like humans clearly are predisposed to prejudice Mm -hmm. but the prejudice that we're going to show depends on the surroundings in which we're brought up yeah and you know the the idea was that they would be educated in these stations and then they would come out into the world and there would be no prejudice because everyone would be the same but obviously they shut down yeah and so they come out and they learn you know these different things like the tanakh belief system is different from the Kaja, which mm-hmm. is different from the Asaram, which is different from the Banuk. And so they have prejudice against each other's tribes and belief systems. Yeah. But it's never a skin color thing. It's no. never a sexuality thing. No. Because that's normal in their world. Exactly. Like you never find someone that's homophobic in Horizon. No, you don't. Because it's completely normal. They grew up <clears> around <throat> it. There's no reason for there to be prejudice for that thing in the world. Exactly. And that's done so well. And I think it makes perfect sense to have the protagonist of Horizon you know be homosexual because Mm -hmm. it makes sense like with the with the world they've set up with this idea of diversity and with this idea of you know experience and prejudice being different from the world that we live in it makes sense to have that be something that the character can experience it does and it it again tears her away from elizabeth who you know growing up in the 20s 50s and 60s it makes sense that you know i'm sure like there wasn't as much prejudice as you know we have today or had in the past Mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm sure aloy experience like aloy experiences no prejudice yeah for her sexuality whereas elizabeth probably would have yeah she probably Um, would have even though she was this genius scientist and respected by you know plenty of people in her industry i'm sure that i'm sure there was still homophobes in the world at that point wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if Ted Farrow was, to be honest. <laughs> he was a bit yeah. of an arsehole. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's really cool. And I, I look forward to seeing how they develop Aloy's relationship with Saka, was her name? Saker. Saker? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Saka. That's a character from something else, isn't it? I don't know who that um, is. Um, but yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do that. I'm more surprised, I was more surprised more than anything that they even gave Aloy love interest in the first place because I always just perceived her as asexual because um, she never sort of showed any interest in anyone, like ever. Well, that's the thing, right? And they <clears throat> do it really well in this DLC. And I think the reason she never showed an interest in anyone is because she was very closed off mm. to relationships with people in general yeah. until her arc in Forbidden West is complete. That's true. But you do notice with Petra and with, what's her name, Vanasha mm-hmm. in Zero Dawn, yeah. she gets nervous mm-hmm. around women yeah. that flirt with her. She does. But when men do it, she just like ignores it, writes it off, it's like whatever, it doesn't true. do anything. But when women do it, she gets very nervous and i like the way that they now allow aloy at this point in her life where she understands why she's doing what she's doing who she is how she's different from elizabeth to allow herself to open up to those feelings she's felt before um and i think it's just yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. it's done really well i i really like it i think it's very very good i look forward to it i look forward to seeing my favorite redhead huntress finally find a bit of love in in the world that she spent so much time alone in because I think that's quite a beautiful thing. Um, she's it finally is, got very, Beta, very nice. who's basically like a sister. She's got Eren, yeah. Catalo, uh, uh, Alva, um, Zoe, Silence. Oh, it's the boy himself, Silence. Uh, you've got Morland, Abaddon, Stemmer, all the characters that we met along the way, and it's almost like she's got this like support system, like almost like a family. Um, yeah. And now she can. Like finally... in Gildan from the Frozen Wilds. Oh, is that the guy? Is that the Osiram guy? 
Yeah, it sounds like Nolan North, <laughs> yeah, but it's not I Nolan like North. I, like, I love that quest, actually. He's that very good. Really there good. is a... There is a there is a letter from him in the main game that you can yeah, find. Yeah, I think I've read about that. Yeah, that you he can says actually... he's, where he says he's going to investigate the burning shores. Ooh. So he, you know, may or may not <laughs> show up somewhere. I love that guy. Line. I love that guy. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to see Ayla <clears throat> develop the support system, develop this family, um, and finally feel like she belongs somewhere. Yeah, because that is like for the, so long she didn't. The ending of Forbidden West where. Aloy and Beta are standing in front of Gaia and they've finally got seven out of nine subordinate functions slotted in and everything mm-hmm. is like okay with the world. It's like Aloy finally seems like she knows where she belongs, which is just yeah. it's such a beautiful ending to that, and I can't wait to play the DLC and see how they, they flesh that out. I'm so excited. It's super yeah, rare these days that good. I get really excited to play a game or or expansion that comes out. Like mm-hmm. I'll I'll be I'll be like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but it's not that same excitement that I'd get when I was like a kid. But Horizon yeah. Horizon makes me feel that excitement still when they're dropping yeah. something new. It's just it's just a profound feeling. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. to play it oh, man. there are oh, so there are exciting. like few franchises that make me feel that way horizon is one of them yeah i'd say kingdom hearts is probably another yeah for sure that's, that's um, definitely up there definitely and, uh yeah it's it's yeah the, the dlc is great and i just can't wait to see what they do with the you know the third entry which i assume is the final entry oh um, man the final one <laughs> into this into this story i really hope it's the final one because i know they're doing a lot of spin-offs yeah yeah and stuff and they've got like an mmo in production and things like that and that's fine that's cool like expand your world sure but yeah. i hope aloy's trilogy is just a trilogy and they mm. wrap it up and it's good and it's finished yeah and it's just like it stands the test of time as like an all-time great trilogy it makes it um, makes sense it the prospect of aloy's story ending really does make me sad because i'm so attached to her as a character but it, it does mm-hmm. make sense to keep it short and sweet and you know try and try and i mean how can how, how can you with nemesis and it's like the final stake at this point it's like we've dealt with hades we've dealt with the biosphere collapsing and far zenith like nemesis is the final nemesis if that makes sense like there's nothing really that can top that um yeah where do you take that where would you where would you go next what would you do like you could only have smaller scale stories and they wouldn't feel worth it like yeah the only thing the way that what were you saying? I was, I was just going to say, the only thing I can imagine them doing is doing four entries into the series where the next game, because as it's specified at the end of Forbidden West, that it's going to be years until Nemesis makes its way to uh, Earth. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could see them doing is the third game is not Nemesis as the main enemy. It's something else. And the point of the game is to gather allies across the world to sort of bolster... Um, the the amount of people that will help when nemesis gets there and then the fourth game is the the battle with nemesis but i don't mind if it's just three like it, it's just that sort of time gap in between like the end of the burning shores and then the third game which is like oh nemesis is nearly here it's like that's years of time surely something would happen in that period um but maybe it's not worth yeah. covering maybe a time jump would be more suitable uh i think yeah i reckon you could probably do a time jump and then you could I mean, what, you know, what could they have been doing? I mean, the idea is that, you know, they're going out to these different tribes to help them learn about the old ones and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you do a time jump, and at the beginning of the third one, you know, maybe the Kaja and the Nora and stuff are a bit more inclined to follow Aloy, although... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you would actually do that. 
with like a yeah with a time jump and with with without having us see those developments take place unless mind... you do several time jumps like across the game or something yeah so it's like you start it and it's like i don't know a few months after forbidden west or like a year after and then like you play that for a bit and then it's another jump but again like how would you do that in an open world because yeah, like you'd have to have the world stuff. change well okay so what i what i did think about for a third entry is what they i think they might do and i don't know how this would work with time jumps but it could help is i think <clears> they <throat> might do instead of one big open world have like several open worlds okay. that are in different places around the world makes sense so like maybe like four or something like open worlds that mm-hmm. are like all separate kind of like how you got velen skellige yeah toussaint you know cameron and stuff like that that'll be really in the cool, witcher actually, yeah and i think that could be a cool way of doing it and i think there's a little bit of lore in burning shores that i do think backs that up that idea mm-hmm. um but I think that could be a cool way of doing it. And then you could have those open worlds be, you know, four particular segments of the game. Yeah. So like when you, you know, you go to an open world, maybe you can have a point of no return where it's like, look, you've got to, you've got to finish up your side stuff here or whatever. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't really know. I'm sure um, they'll work it out. I mean, I trust Gorilla. <laughs> I trust them yeah. with this franchise. So I'm sure they will do whatever is best for the series. Um, um, all we can do is wait, I guess, for the next instalment or information on the next instalment, which won't be for years now, which is yeah. <sighs> super sad. It's pretty but... fucking crazy. I mean, you look between 2017 to 2022. Yeah, it's five uh, years, man. Five years. A lot so I guess happens another five, in five years. years. Yeah. Um, it's going to nearly be 2030. 2020... Yeah, 2027 <laughs> probably, right? That's five years up 2022. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit, but it'll be so hard. when like... I will be 30. I will literally be 30 Shit. when the Final Horizon game comes out. God no, I don't damn. like that. How old were you when the first one came out? 20, 2017? Uh, 2017. That's 20? I was 20, yeah. God damn. God damn. Yeah. So I was 20 when the first one came out. I'll be 30 when the final one comes out. Shit. That's man. fucking mad. Um, but that's insane i'll be i'll be waiting with bated breath for sure that final conclusion and i mean i will i will you know i i I will step my toes into whatever spin-offs they do because i do love the horizon universe and if you make a good mmo in the horizon universe i mean i'd play it that could be cool you know there's there's plenty of opportunities there There to to make something uh to make something cool so you never know they could even like in the distant future after aloy's trilogy is over they could even make a new single player experience with the world of horizon and there's so much history there and so much that could happen in the future that they, they're definitely it's not the end of the horizon franchise if aloy's story ends um but again i don't want them to milk it and then it, it'd be a situation mm. where i end up hating the franchise but i, d- I just don't see gorilla yeah. doing that i don't see gorilla doing that i just they care too much about horizon as a you know a franchise i think yeah they're definitely everything they've done so far is good which is really nice yeah um it does it does remind me like i said in a lot of ways of those early days of assassin's creed where we're yeah. currently at this point where this there's this franchise that's literally done no wrong yeah. i love everything they've made so yeah. far yeah um and it's yeah it's one of those one of those things that just yeah keeps going on and hopefully 
hopefully they stick the landing with the third game and they wrap up this story really nicely and yeah. Aloy gets a good ending. I mean, what I mean, what would you do for Aloy to wrap up her story? How would you wrap that up? Would you oh, have a like God. die or like? I don't think I'd have a die. I think that'd be quite. Just be a little bit too sad, unless it's like some heroic death where there's no other choice. She has to sacrifice herself because it'd almost be like a little full circle. Like, oh, that's what Elizabeth did, and Aloy's doing the same thing. But I just, mm-hmm. to, to me, I think I'd prefer if Aloy lives and she gets an ending that's that's happy, and you know that the world is safe and that Aloy is going to live out her life, and she, you know she deserves it after fucking all the shit she's done. So, I'd prefer a more yeah. wholesome, happy ending where you know it's sort of like a celebration of everything we've seen all the characters that we've met ac- along the journey sort of there and stuff and it's like just a nice ending i don't know how how you would actually end it though to be honest i just don't know it's such a crazy franchise that i just i wouldn't even want to begin talking about how i would think they would end it um yeah there's there's de- like there's definitely a lot you could do yeah i also <laughs> don't think i would want aloy to die either because i think the whole idea is that she mirrors elizabeth until she doesn't yeah. and then it's like you know she's gonna do the idea is that she's gonna do what elizabeth couldn't do which yeah, is exactly. to save the world she's not just gonna you know sow the seeds for a world to be reborn after this one's destroyed yeah. she's gonna save the world yeah which is what elizabeth couldn't one. do yeah which yeah. is like the reason why silence you know stayed behind is because he sees that and he's like you know thinks she's remarkable and like yeah. that's you know meaningful and so yeah i think you got to keep her alive um for I think sure. it'd be. I mean, I think what you could have done is, you know, maybe something with silence, because I think the idea was like they really wanted to do like a, almost like an Ang Prince Zuko sort of relationship mm. in that like they start off adversaries and then end up best friends by the end, yeah, sort of yeah. what I expect them to do there. But obviously, you know, Lance with Reddick. the the loss of Lance Reddick, it's what what are they going to do with silence? Are they going to recast him? They, like, what's... I really don't know what they can do here. I mean, yeah, you know, it's quite it's it's tough because lance reddick's also a very sort of like the way he portrays characters is very much him it's very difficult to recast that yeah um it is it's super difficult like yeah so it's it's like how do you do that what do you do i don't really know i don't envy that position as a writer because you've got to think about what's best for the narrative but at the same time you've got to think about you know respecting exactly you know this this man so it's that is tough for um, sure it is especially when he was such a prominent character oh, and they it. were really really setting something up he was one of my favorite characters in horizon still is one of my yeah, favorite he characters was, like, he was great silence is absolutely brilliant is like the mission in horizon forbidden west where you go to the top of this and it's like silence in your ear again it felt like like a little callback to horizon zero dawn where it's like silence is constantly talking to you throughout the course of the game yeah i just remember being giddy because i was just like i love silence so much and this is such a cool moment like he's he's fucking talking to me from our focus again and we're exploring ruins together and it's just i love silence so much I yeah. just, I he's such a great character and they have you know there's some nice little moments there in burning shores yeah and it's it's uh you know a nice send-off for his character i think yeah um just to, just yeah it's 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 a shame you know to to lose you know who was a great actor but also to lose you know this character that was you know really really good yeah yeah um so it'll be interesting to see where they what they decide to do in the third game with regards to that um and everything else but you know, Burning Shores, very solid, very good. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm sure on the next episode to... we can talk spoilers uh, 
I probably will have played yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it when you've when you've. Uh... Yeah, and of course, once uh, I've played it, that begins the cycle anew, and I'll be making a <laughs> burning shorts video. I don't know if I'll start working on it straight away, though. I'll probably want to make my AC1 retrospective. I wanted to do a Halo Infinite right. retrospective as well, sort of just on the campaign, on the state of Halo, and sort of how the multiplayer disappointed me and stuff like that. So that's that's a whole project mm-hmm. right there to, to talk about. And the AC1 thing will probably take ages too, so... You know, there won't be a Burning Shores video for probably a while, but it, it, it'll be coming. Uh, it's just uh, there's other projects that I've been thinking about whilst making the Horizon Forbidden West retrospective that I just want to do that instead of staying with the same yeah. universe and, like, burning myself out and being like, I'm sick of Horizon now. I can't be fucking bothered yeah, with it yeah. anymore. Like, that I want to delve back into Elden Ring or Bloodborne and do a big video on one of those games and stuff. Like, so... Yeah, it it will happen, but just not not soon. <laughs> yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, up soon, coming out soon is uh, Jedi Survivor. Oh uh, yeah, that's which true. Which is cool. That it's is only, cool. It's only about a week away now. I haven't uh, played Fallen week, Order. I, I haven't played it. <laughs> you should. It's good. Yeah, no, Fallen I will. It's good. I'm um, I've I've reinstalled it on my Xbox. I'm gonna give it a replay before Survivor comes out just to yeah. refresh myself a little bit. Yeah, I definitely um, will play Fallen Order uh, soon-ish. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I'll get around <laughs> to it. So much to fucking play. Yeah, true. But uh, yeah, Survivor looks nice. It looks cool. I it just wanted to mention cool. it a little bit because last episode of the podcast, I think I had like a little bit where I was like, "Oh, I just don't care at all about yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do now. I've like one of the most recent trailers really got me hooked. Like, how many fucking cameos do you reckon are going to be in it? Hopefully, uh, I need to be realistic here. I was going to say hopefully none. <laughs> hopefully one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, bless. We can only hope. That maybe one i mean, I mean ideally there'd be no characters from the, the movies in it and that'd be great ideally yeah but i mean, I mean they Wars. might they might they might i mean they might i mean how many cameos were there in fallen order i think there was one it was darth vader wasn't it um darth vader yeah i think that was the only cameo we got in fallen order so i still don't think darth vader should have been in it obviously maybe when i play it i'll understand it more but i just think putting fucking darth vader in every fucking star wars game is such a cheap cheap move it's like oh it's vader he's back again yeah i think i think i yeah i i, I kind of agree and kind of don't i it's like i think the way it was implemented was good yeah. i agree in the sense that like having darth vader shop so frequently does lessen the moments where he shows up yeah but i think i would remove him from other projects and not fall yeah. in order i think yeah, that's okay. probably what i would do that makes sense um because I think the way he's using Fallen Order is really good. I don't. I think if you'd replaced him with like a random like Grandmaster Inquisitor, it wouldn't have been as good. Okay, I think yeah. the the reason it works is because of just how they use him. But okay, that's good. Um, maybe maybe there'll be no cameos in this one. We can maybe only hope. None. I just you know I'm thinking about I'm like who could show up? Fucking I don't know. Probably you could have Ahsoka show up or something or. Glup Shitto will show up and he'll fucking save <laughs> oh, the day. I fucking hope so. <laughs> I want to see Glup Shitto show up. Oh my god. We I just it's funny until they actually do have him show up yeah. and cash in on the meme and it's not funny anymore. <laughs> oh um, god. But Ooh. yeah, I mean it looks really good. I mean in terms of what they're doing with it, like it looks like a you know, a sequel in the way a sequel should be made, and like I think Forbidden West was the first time I've played a sequel in a while where I'm like, oh this is like really like a sequel. Yeah. Like how it's supposed to be yeah like a true uh, sequel I think, 
yeah exactly i think survivor looks like that like they've just sort of built on everything it's like customization like you can change all his clothes his hair his beard, beard and stuff. yeah that's sick i um, saw that you know like lightsaber customization looks like it's been you know really taken to another level you've got like five different lightsaber stances you can use that's cool rather than the 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 two that were in the original um that's really and cool. you've got you know loads of more force powers a bunch more skill trees they've got like a, a like a town building mechanic in it as well what uh like almost like a you know like you know renovating a town or whatever oh, that's sick uh, which is like your home base or something on one oh, of these i love planets, that shit. Which sounds really cool um you've got like your, your crewmates and stuff can come out with you on on missions and things and like they'll, like they'll help you while you're exploring it just sounds really good like it just everything is like yeah this sounds sick and it looks like level designs looking really nice it's like semi-open world things yeah i mean it's 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 yeah like metroidvania sort of like okay. a bit more open but yeah, yeah. like like a god of war or like a almost like a well, well it's, it's a souls like really at yeah, the end of the day. yeah yeah like it's a you know a slightly less difficult souls like sort mm-hmm. of game so yeah. um you got that you know element of exploring a space and like coming to know it and like you go through like these interconnecting paths that like yeah. you know intersect and take you around and stuff um i reckon i'll really enjoy uh fallen order then if i play it i think i'll yeah, like it's it. good. Fallen Order is a really good, solid game with some, you know, great character work, fun gameplay above all, and uh, you know, just really nice world building, great soundtrack. Oh yeah, um, something like that really Star Wars nice. never misses on really is the soundtrack. Yeah, and there's like a lot. There's a lot of little things in Fallen Order. Like I remember, you can, you can, I think you can collect things, and like there's this little like guitar, little like banjo thing you can pick up. <laughs> that when you go back to your ship and you're on your ship, like traveling to the next planet or whatever, you can sit down and Cal will like play a little song. Oh, that's on it, sick, which is quite nice. That's really cool. Um, yeah, and, like the more stuff you collect and the more stuff you do, I think like it it ends up adding more things to the ship. Like you can start growing plants on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is uh, it's quite cool. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to Jedi Survivor. I think it's gonna be a really I think good game. Be good, yeah. I need to. Okay. it's probably good that I haven't played Full Order because then I could just play both of them back to back and just get this brilliant experience out of it kind of like what I yeah. did with uh, The Last of Us I played part one for the first time completed it for the first time then literally like a few days later like a week later part two came out and it was just really cool um, so I'll yeah. probably do that again yeah for sure for sure that'll be cool though yeah um, uh, recently I was just going to bring up I've been playing the Resident Evil 4 okay. remake which is oh, yeah. fucking banger finished my third playthrough of it last night um it is so good it's fucking ridiculous it's definitely my favorite survival horror game i've ever played now Uh, it's made me want to go back and play the original but i think you'll definitely like it like it's so different to other resident evil games because it's very like silly and cheesy and like leon is such a fucking unbothered guy but it's also in a lot of aspects is very grounded and very like realistic and leon is He's a little bit less... Uh, in the original game, he was very unbothered and uncaring and was almost like... He was almost like... What's the right word? He was like... Ex- just... Uh, I can't explain it. It's like he wasn't experiencing what he was going through. He was sort of just like going through the motion of like, oh, that's fucking crazy. That's weird. This guy is like right. a fucking weird monster. He's got a big insect inside of him and stuff like that. But in the, in the <laughs> remake, he's sort of like seems more like someone who would be in a survival situation who's like desperately fighting to to save this girl who's been captured but it also does retain a lot of the cheesiness of of the original game 
Um, and the gameplay is brilliant. The combat is so cool with the different melee you can do, the knife parrying. You can, like, yeah, duck out I've of seen the way like, of attacks I've and seen stuff. some, like, clips and stuff where, like, you've got, like, there's this big room of guys and, like, he's just, like, parrying these guys and, like, roundhouse kicking yeah, them and shit. Yeah, it's sick. And it's like, that doesn't look anything like Resident Evil 2 or 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's totally different. It's so like that's going to be interesting. Leon is the Doom Slayer of Resident Evil, honestly. He's so fucking sick. Um... And yeah, the combat, the weapons, the crafting system, the upgrading, uh, the there's like optional little things you can do to get like special little gems where you can trade it with the merchant and get like exclusive items and stuff like that. And it's it's just really good. It's just nice. such a good experience. It's so fun, um, and it still retains horror as well because it's. I said it was cheesy, but it does still retain. A lot of horror aspects and there's certain parts that are quite creepy and unsettling so it's like one moment you'll be having leon quipping and like making like one-liners and stuff and doing like action hero stuff and the next you'll be in like this dingy fucking like laboratory and there'll be like these fucking horrible enemies that look horrible coming at you and like out of the darkness and shit and it's yeah. so good man i love it i love it so much nice. you and you need to stream I'm it forward you to and elvin yeah, need to I'm stream going it to. because i would love to watch you guys play it like fuck There's dead space be the next point. thing to do dead space <laughs> is great but like resident evil 4 remake is just it's a it's better like they're both such yeah. good remakes but re4 is just fucking so good it's amazing yeah that's definitely i think i'll get to it sometime soon we're gonna mm. we're gonna stream it soon it'll be the next thing that i do because i'm gonna take like a bit of a break from like my main series that yeah. i've been streaming um and do yeah i want to do re4 i want to like finish i want to finish up bloodborne too because oh I, god I'm playing yeah. that game for way too long i need to finish you've bloodborne. got the bloody eddie syndrome where he didn't fucking platinum it for like six years or whatever <laughs> so yours is just completing the base game are you gonna do the dlc as well uh, I think so, yeah. DLC is pretty short. Uh, it's really good as well. Some fucking banging bosses in there. I think every, everyone did say to play it, so... It's good DLC. I actually haven't finished it myself, the DLC for Bloodborne. I need uh -huh. to do that. Uh, I just got to this boss and I was like... I'd just finished my Platinum playthrough, which took me two playthroughs of the game to finish. And I started the DLC and I was just like, oh, I'm Bloodborne now at the minute. I need to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, really good such a fucking good game oh my god yeah i need to need to finish it up i don't even remember what i did last time i think i fought like that big weird thing that comes out like a hole in the sky like the fuck is that it's like a, it's like a it's like a, a man comes out of this like or like hole, oh, black yeah. hole in the sky and, and it's then, all like, grotesque it's, and horrible he's like attached to like a massive monster it's like thing. huge eldritch being yeah and you yeah, gotta like hit it falls its down and, and you gotta like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think i think i just killed that thing you're relatively um, close ish to the end of the game to be fair i think you've only got a few bosses left and then you'll be done with it um, everyone told me that i'm coming up on a segment where i am gonna have to fight there's like some giant spiders or something. ah yes like the nightmare of menses section so, yeah that yeah everyone's oh. told me that's coming up they've warned they've warned me yeah they're um, pretty horrible so, to be honest they're pretty horrible great. that whole section's Amazing. really cool though it's like very horror based if that makes sense yeah it's very cool oh, great can't wait <laughs> that's gonna be great yeah. oh god oh what um, a game what a game oh god yeah, right yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be cool and then when i'm done with you know resident evil 4 bloodborne i'll probably finish up dead space oh yeah um, i also want to finish up like 
catching up with like theater rhythm which is the final fantasy rhythm game which i want to Fuck finish up where I'm, where I'm at through that <laughs> fucking and rhythm then, games. Uh, it's a good it's a good game it's not as good as melody of memory, uh, melody but it's a memory good, can suck good my game. dick fuck that yeah, game it's a great game it's a great game <laughs> uh but uh yeah and then i'll i guess then i'll get back to final fantasy i don't know i need yeah. to play through 10 12 13 and 15 uh um, that is true still that but is very uh, i'm just I am very Final fantasy out, and I don't know if I can physically bring myself yeah, to do it. Yeah, I think but... you went a little bit too hard on that. I think you enjoyed the pixel yeah. games a lot and the old ones. I did, I did, I did, yeah. Like, uh, Final Fantasy 1 through 7 were all really good. Yeah. I like you all You've played those. 9 yet? 9 is also really, really good. Is that the one you're uh, on right now? I finished 9. Okay, and now it's just te- now it's just a and shit it one that no one fucking um, cares about. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like... the. It were like the thing that's most exhausting about Final Fantasy is the fan base of those games. Every single one is someone's favorite, and I just I hate shitting on them because like I played eight and like I eight has a reputation of like people really love it. Like I know there's loads of people who love Final Fantasy eight. Yeah, and I played it and it's fucking awful. <laughs> and it was like this. Like I just I just. It was just like I don't want to sit here and like try and critically analyze this. I just can't be bothered. Yeah, like yeah. if I'm not if I'm not making a video, like my brain still works that way, and like mm-hmm. I'm still going to process it that way. And like I don't like it. I know I don't like it, but like I don't want to sit here and justify to you why. Just like I just don't like it. All right, yeah, the yeah, game's yeah. not good. If oh. you like it, that's fine. I'm happy oh, you like it, but eight, I don't. That is, a, that is and, a hot take if I'm ever one in the gaming community. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, it's weird because I learned after playing 8 that actually it's a very divisive game, which I didn't know mm. playing it. I thought people loved it. Yeah, so um, did I. I was expecting it to just be really good, but apparently, no, it's a really divisive one. People either love it or they hate it. Mm. Um, and if you love it, then you are you probably half your brain's not switched on, but that's fine. <laughs> um, it, the game makes no fucking oh sense. Um, but that's okay. Mm. Uh, Crisis Call was the most difficult one because people genuinely do like that. Like the people that don't like it are very few and far between. I yeah, think. yeah. So it's that was a tough one. Love that was the a horror tough... stories of Crisis Core. <laughs> that was a tough play. Um, but no, Final Fantasy IX though, very good, very good game. Mm. Ten out of ten. It might be my favorite, to be honest. Ooh, better than seven. I think. I think well, they're both really good in like totally different ways. Yeah. Like, they both excel at different things. Like Final Fantasy VII has got great character work with an incredible plot. Final Fantasy IX has got like great plot with incredible character work. Um, what about the gameplay? Maybe like, are they both. Oh, the gameplay similar? is really. So I think I think I think nine plays better than seven. Yeah. Slightly, they're very similar though. But I th- I think. There's something about the way they utilize the different jobs in nine that I think is just a bit more interesting than the way seven does. Because yeah. seven is a bit more. Every single character is very similar. They just have they have certain specialties and like their limits really bring that out. But in nine, every single character has a different ability that you can use. I think nine is a bit more similar to six, and I really like six's combat. Mm-hmm. So I think I do prefer nine in that way. And I think nine, yeah, nine also doesn't have a bunch of like side media that ruins it. Yeah. So there's it's got that going for it too. That um, was something for me so. with my experience of playing Seven OG. Like I loved the story and the characters and the world and everything and the soundtrack and I loved all of that. But the 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 combat was super bare bones. It just it was just pressing the speed up button and then pressing x a bunch of times until the enemies were dead yeah it i mean you weren't very far strategic. in to be fair oh, well, that is true yeah that's true. and there are some there are some like when you get a bit further in like disc two and three especially mm-hmm. you get like there's a lot of cool boss fights that actually you do start to have to 
like think about what you're doing a bit more yeah and, that's, you that's know use your stuff sparingly and yeah that's a lot more fun but i think nine does it better yeah. and i think six also does it better mm-hmm. i don't think i think i'm in the minority with this opinion i think a lot of people do think final fantasy 7 has really good gameplay mm-hmm. but for me i i think it was slightly weaker than some of the other ones mm-hmm. like i just think it i do find it to be a little bit more shallow and easy yeah than like nine or six or even like final fantasy three yeah um but i still love seven obviously um yeah i need to i need to finish seven og i might st- start my own playthrough one day and just play through it you should do you should do it'd be i i imagine that'd be really fun to like just go through and discover the story and oh yeah so good so good such a good story i kind of need to in um, a way if i'm going to be playing the remakes so i kind of have yeah to. i mean that's the thing with the remakes man the the, the re I, oh, I can't do this i can't talk about the remake yet but the the, the <laughs> like the remakes you know it 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 almost relies like they they try to say like you could play the remakes or the original like you don't have to play the original but there's so much going on in the remakes that just would go completely over your head mm. if you've not played the og yeah um and it like it re- almost relies on you knowing the compilation too and it's just yeah i don't know what i think if... i think rebirth will solidify whether you do or don't need yeah that's to what i was gonna say stuff like what if rebirth handles it in a better way uh, than, it than could be yeah did. it could be that when they do rebirth they really show that actually no you don't have to have played the og you don't have to have played you know crisis core the game or will Dirge explain itself <laughs> and Dirge of fucking cerberus <laughs> oh my goodness fucking dirge of cerberus what a fucking game <laughs> jesus christ jesus fucking christ um but yeah that's you know final fantasy and final fantasy 16 is obviously coming out soon just a few months away yeah, i'm sure i'm excited for that it looks sick um looks really really good i don't know if you did you see any of the stuff from uh, state of play the most recent state of play i didn't i don't think i watched any of it to be honest no uh i just know that the game looks really cool. pretty and looks fun so <laughs> it was it was very cool they showed a lot of really cool stuff mm. and like the how the how the you know different regions work and you know your weapon upgrade systems and you got like a little hideout uh, oh like yes boy Sid's hideout or ah something. Sid there's and always a fucking cool. Sid <laughs> yeah and it's like you know they have the different icons work and like how you get to use those in combat and like you get to see Clive using Bahama and stuff it's that is cool it's cool yeah it's just really cool yeah it just looks really really solid I'm really looking forward to it but it, and it's also one of those games where I, I'm like I really do want to stream it because like I literally have been spending the past like two years now building up like a Final Fantasy audience that is true but at the same time I really don't want to stream it, and I want to play it on my own because it looks so good. You can and always like, play I it on your own and then stream it on, like... That. Is there a new game plus? I don't know if there is. Yeah, but the thing with that is, like, a big part of the Final Fantasy community, they love reactions. That is true. And it's true. like... Yeah. I could just, like, flick a camera on and just record me playing it so, like, you get my first-time reactions. You could do that. But... I don't know. I'm, what I might do is I might just take a more chilled approach to the streams. Like, I'll just, like, you know, sit down play for like you know six hours and just really take my time with it and just vibe rather yeah. than like be being uh being so content focused oh yeah for sure um which might be a bit of a nice way to play like, the content know. will see. come naturally after the stream series is done anyway so just enjoy it in your yeah. own time and then yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want to edit it down into a reaction thing like i pl- me playing final fantasy 16 for the first time you can do that pretty easily yeah yeah well, that'd be cool that'd be cool for sure um talking about stuff coming out though and this one's interesting is i saw you i think you quote tweeted it 
but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd seen footage of it before which is this this game oh, which yeah. is made to look like body cam footage yes unrecorded um, which looks insanely realistic it does um and there's been a lot of discourse about this as to like whether it's too realistic mm-hmm. and is it like is this blurring a line that gives validity to the people that say that like video games cause violence yeah like what do you what do you, i mean what are your thoughts well, i was talking to my friend about this game the other day and we were talking about how the importance how it it just proves the importance of art style because it's like it's it's a very technically impressive looking game it looks basically like real life yeah but it's like i feel like that novelty of the graphics will wear off in like 30 minutes if the game itself isn't actually that good and what we've seen so far from it is just you walk in a dingy fucked up place you shoot some guy and that's basically it if that is the gameplay loop, yeah. it's not going to be a very good game um yeah it's yeah it's, it's it's definitely impressive it looks impressive of course like you look at it and it looks indistinguishable from real life in some shots but it's like how fun of a game is it actually going to be like what's the story about what's the gameplay loop like what's the like what is it what even is it like is it just a yeah. sim or is it a game like what are we doing uh, I, yeah in my quote tweet i did talk about like i think it would have been cooler if it was like a survival horror game from that sort of perspective because to be honest the person i least want to play as is a fucking police officer shooting people <laughs> to be honest like it's not something i really want to do um, yeah. like shooting perps in the back as they're running away it's like that's not what I want to do I don't want yeah. to do that um, it'd be way more interesting if it was more of a game instead of a sim um, <coughs> I don't really know it, it looks interesting uh, I don't think it's coming out on console either it's probably, probably won't even play it because lord knows my PC won't be able to run it but um, as for the discourse about it causing violence that's dumb mm-hmm. still it's like i think from a it could desensitize people to real life violence but i mean if it's if you're sitting there in front of a screen and there's a little glowing rectangle in front of you and you're very aware of the fact that you're not killing people why why would you then go out and and, and murder people it doesn't make sense that correlation i think that argument even if a game is hyper realistic that person is already mentally ill if if the game spurs them to do it uh and it's not the game's fault because there's plenty yeah. of capable adults that are like oh this isn't reality i am in a chair looking at a screen holding a cons holding a controller pressing buttons <laughs> holding a console holding a console <laughs> holding the console while i play the game <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's just another scare tag another little fucking moral panic like oh, is this gonna cause kids to kill people is it no it's not it's not gonna cause kids to kill people those kids are gonna kill people anyway um but yeah yeah it's an interesting bit of tech don't know if it's being utilized in the way that is fully realizing its potential because i was just thinking like how terrifying and visceral of a, of a horror game they could make using something that looked as realistic as that with that type of limiting gameplay because it's, it's a camera like it's it's meant to be sort of you know limiting in a sense that it's not your yeah. typical fps where you've got full control and full visibility um I think that could be really cool for a survival horror game. You could even have like you know stuff that fucks with the camera, like as you're trying to, you trying to I don't know get through an area or something like that. It makes it more difficult and more more uh, limiting for the player to make him feel like uh, what's the right word more vulnerable. 
but uh, yeah, if it's just if it's just what we've seen so far, and it's just going to building kill guys he's running away and then calling back up. Like it's just not that interesting as a game. Looks cool though. That's basically yeah. my opinion of it. Yeah, no, I think I agree. I th- I think <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I don't think any sort of video game is ever going to cause violence. No. Like I don't think no no matter what it is, I don't think it's ever going to cause someone to be violent no. because it just it doesn't. There's no. It doesn't make sense. No. Like unless you're a violent person and there's something wrong with you already Mm -hmm. there's no reason why experiencing something in a film movie that's the same thing game tv show is (laughs) ever gonna make you want to kill someone or do harm to people it it doesn't really make sense although i do there is also but there like there is the argument of it is desensitizing like it is so realistic that like you should like it like watching the footage it does it make me feel a little bit uncomfortable same here i do agree with that i do feel like i'm watching real body cam footage of someone killing someone and i'm like that's that does make me feel a bit weird yeah um yeah where you know and i you know maybe that's something that comes with age as well because i remember as a kid like the no russian mission from mw2 uh, that didn't used to like, I didn't used to really bat an eye at that. No, like, it was neither, just kind of yeah. like, oh, just killing people in a video game. Like, you'd run through, you just, like, fucking fire your gun at everybody. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. It's a bit um, weird. <laughs> but when I replayed it in Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, it did. It made me feel weird. I was like, I can't pull the trigger. Yeah, like, that's yeah. that's fucked up. Like, I'm not going to pull the trigger on these random innocent people on this, like, set piece of I'm playing as a terrorist. Yeah, like, that's yeah, not. That's fucking weird. So, <laughs> I, so when I look at this game, I'm like, is this even something I would want to play? Like, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to have that simulation of like feeling like I'm in real life shooting real people. I don't know whether I want that. Yeah, that, um, that's why a survival horror experience seems a little bit more video gamey because it's like there's a point yeah. to it. Th- currently, it just seems like it just Kill hyper violence for the sake of it. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is what it would look like if you were police officer mag dumping someone in real life it's like <laughs> yeah. oh that's an interesting concept i can just go on live leak and watch some fucking videos of that like uh, what's what I- what is it what is it what are we going to do with it yeah is it just a showcase yeah. of technology or is it going to actually be a game yeah it does feel more like a bit of a tech demo than anything else <clears throat> like look what we can do with unreal yeah um, that's what it feels look, like look what look what we're able to create sort of thing rather than like an actual product that's worth experiencing yeah because at this point, it feels like all you're going to be experiencing is you're carrying out the acts of, like you said, a fucking live leak video. Yeah, yeah, like, basically, yeah. And it's like I don't want to do that. That's <laughs> yeah. gonna, that's not gonna make me feel good. No, no. Um, and, and so it's, no, it's not like how certain games, you know, how certain games like, like horror games, for example, as I said earlier, they don't make you necessarily feel good, but there's like a point to them, like. There's like a theme, yeah. or there's a narrative, or there's like a gameplay loop that stands out to you. It's like this is fun, this is rewarding and enjoyable. The, yeah. the gameplay of Unrecord does not look rewarding. It just looks like violence, yeah. realistic yeah. violence. And I guess some people it's... really want that. I don't know. I suppose it's like the gameplay loop is almost what you would do as a kid playing Grand Theft Auto, but it looks hyper realistic yeah. and like real life. Yeah and that's like that's the, this, lore the difference there it's yeah and it's you know it's yeah i don't know it's it's i think it is going to be one of those games that will appeal to kids more than adults that's crazy like, though isn't it because because as a kid like i always found grand theft auto just like driving around like running people over like massacring you know people in fucking central park or whatever <laughs> yeah. fun yeah, like that yeah. was fun yeah. but as an adult i wouldn't do that <clears throat> no like no. 
I wouldn't. But I feel like this is that game for kids of this generation, which is kind of a bit fucked up. Uh, Yeah, see, I mean, I don't like the idea of kids playing something like Unrecord because it is so visceral and realistic that it could almost have the same effect as when a mate, when you're a kid, a mate shows you some really violent video. Like, oh, look at this, yeah, it's just like torture video. Or, oh, look at this, it's like like body cam footage from like in in a war zone and shooting each other. It's like, you shouldn't be seeing that shit when you're a kid. Like, fantasy violence is a little bit different to something that is made specifically to mimic real-life violence. Like, I just don't yeah. think kids should be seeing seeing that. And it's, you know, it's like the reality of, like, the way that, like, the gut... Like, the like the panic, that, like, of seeing a guy and pulling the trigger on the gun. Yeah. Like, it looks so real. It's not just, yeah. like... It's not cool. It's, like, yeah. there is this, like... This, this panic in this firefight, and, like, you see the body just, like, kind of ragdoll to lump, the ground. Limp, like, and it's, yeah. like... It's fucked up. <laughs> it's and pretty it's... fucked up. It just doesn't and, seem but, fun to me. But what's interesting about this as well is the way that we're viewing this is the same way that, you know, people would have viewed GTA 4 That's when we true. were playing that as kids. Like, yeah. but we look back on that and you're like, well, no, because it's not real. Like, we, we're aware it's not real and it didn't fuck us up. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't weird or anything. But, like, how far do you push that? Like, I don't know. Mm. Like, if, if kids are used to photorealistic games that are like this is there like i don't like for 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 kids is the line going to be blurred or will they still be like no i completely can distinguish the two and it doesn't affect me mentally yeah i don't know i I guess we can only find out as get as more games like this come out but that's true it's just more than anything it's just annoying that they have this technology and they've made police simulator like even if it was like a military (laughs) sim it would be more interesting like why police of all things like why why I mean, even a military yeah. sim would still be on in the same realm of, like, disturbing in, in that sense. But at least it'd be more like, oh, it's like, you know, pe- people like... I don't know, because I guess people do like sims of, like, SWAT and stuff like that, and police and stuff. Like, I don't know. Because yeah. I like they military do, like, I mean, sims, like Escape from yeah, Tarkov true. I mean, and like, stuff like that. Like, I like those games. Yeah, like, one of, one of, the, fir- one of the best <coughs> missions in Modern Warfare 2019 was the one where you go into that house and you do, like, a raid. That is true. And that is a that very a realistic mission. mission. Yeah yeah and like that was really good but it's all but and that's weird because that was a really fun but it was like contextualized in a story yeah where exactly. like you understood why you were doing it what you were there for your characters were heroes like it yeah wasn't, exactly you know... like captain price is there like this iconic like yeah. military hero of like you know the yeah. call of duty game so it doesn't feel like it's like unrecord you're playing as this unknown cop you've got no one around you you're not killing anyone of importance there's no there's no discernible story there you're not saving people by doing it you just in a situation someone's a criminal they're doing something bad they feel threatened they get their gun out and you mag dump them and that's it and it's like yeah there's nothing else to it so maybe it's less about the realism of the visuals it's more about the realism of the context yeah yeah you gotta contextualize this is something that happens like a lot in america (laughs) like police do just gun people down quite frequently Mm -hmm. um and it's like making a game where you get to do that and like the power fantasy is oh i'm a cop with a gun wearing body armor i'm just gonna gun down someone that i've decided is a criminal yeah is a bit i think that's the fucked up that is the fucked up element of it i think that's the bit it's not the visuals yeah it's 
it's the it is the power fantasy and the focus of what the game is trying to do yeah it's almost glorifying the position of a police officer and it's like should we be doing that given what the police have been doing recently especially in america should we be doing that (laughs) recently meaning recently meaning for all of yeah yeah for a long long time yeah people have abused their position of power and it's just glorifying that and allowing someone to play it in a game feels wrong to me especially yeah. when it's not contextualized by a story there's no villains there's no um like oh this is a really bad group of people and everyone involved is terrible or like there's no story there's no story that's i think that's the issue there's no story it is just kill yeah and that's yeah. what's weird about it to me if there was a story and it was like oh there's a narrative and you're chasing after bad people or uh, whatever it would it would feel a bit less weird but it's just at this current point it's a tech demo of kill basically yeah 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 yeah. and the perspective of the kill is like you're playing as a cop yeah there's someone like, these, running away from criminals. you in like a dingy like, warehouse and you're chasing yeah, like, them down like we don't know what these criminals <laughs> did the game's just telling us that's they're criminals yeah just yeah. believe it like we're killing their criminals but we don't know what they've done yeah like you know it's yeah it's it's a bit of a weird it's it is a bit of a weird one um, yeah, it, it would I'll, I'll be, be interesting to see them do Sorry. something with the tech. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It'd be, it'd be cool to see, like, like you said, with a horror game, or like you could do like almost like a sci-fi type, like you know, you're on a spaceship. And, yeah, like, exactly. There's fucking, you know, like almost like an aliens type. Yeah, that'd be thing. cool. Like, I think uh, horror would be so. Any type of horror would lend itself super well to the tech that they've they've created there. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely, any sort of horror would work. But what they're doing currently is just like a bit just weird. A bit, it does feel a bit weird. Crass. It does. Like, it does. It feels. It does feel weird. But again, it's like when I was a kid. Like one of my favorite Call of Duty campaigns is Call of Duty World at War. And it's like, what would a World War veteran think of me playing that and going, "Oh, it's just so sick. Yeah. Like this is so cool. True. Look at like, Victor Reznov and fucking Sergeant whatever, Sergeant Roebuck and all these cool fucking heroes." And some dude that was in it is probably like, "There were no fucking heroes in this war. It was awful." All my friends died, yeah. and it was horrible. Why are you fucking glorifying it and enjoying a story of it and stuff? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird line, because there's like loads of war films and stuff as well that are great, and it's like, it's like this war's horrible. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. It's it weird. really depends on like what like the, the themes and the story trying to and, do. The moral, yeah. and the morals that come out of it. Like You can't just make something that's, oh, fucking loads of people died in this shit. It was fucking mental. Like you can't yeah. just do that. <laughs> yeah. You have and to I have a story. I think that's the thing. Like back in the day, like you know, twenty years ago, and like prior to that, you'd have loads of war films where the primary focus was look how fucking cool the Americans are in that the war, true, doing yeah. shooting the bad guys. There's like plenty like and, Vietnam like, films as well, where it's like glorifies the Americans, like they did horrible shit over there, mate. They yeah, were horrible. A, <laughs> it is weird. Whereas nowadays, I think there are a lot of films like All Quiet on the Western Front, yeah. the, the new rendition of it or like 1917 where they're about the horrors of the war and about like how awful that was to be a part of Mm -hmm. um and those i mean i find those a lot more valuable a lot more interesting than just like you know fucking uh, brothers in arms i don't know what that's about i just know dad had like 60 dvds (laughs) of of that um (laughs) but it is weird like i don't know i like yeah i don't know but and that's also a thing like how would you explore that in a video game too because like I feel like you can only explore the bad parts of war in a way through film because you're not participating. But like, how would you do a war game that's like, war is bad, but also like 
it's fun to shoot people too. i think i honestly think call of duty world at war does a really good job of showing the horrors of war it's been a long time since i've played it but i watched a video semi recently about it um and how you know the gameplay and stuff is fun and it's like a traditional fps but it's such like a visceral game and how when you know, artillery strikes go off you see the enemy's limbs fly off and stuff like that or like True. when you're in uh where is it berlin is it is berlin is that where you go to there's like this section where there's a bunch of Nazis and they're like, or Nazi soldiers, and they're like laying down their arms and like put putting their hands up and stuff, and all the Russians just fill them with lead anyway and stuff like that, and it's like, or like mm. when you're in the trenches and like you know there's just people scrambling to to get to cover you got the or flamethrowers, yeah, and stuff. yeah, the, 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 the what's it, what's the mission called? Blowtorch and corkscrew. That mission where you're just yeah, raising yeah. the land and stuff, and it's like there is a lot of stuff in World at War that like. Yeah, it's an FPS on the surface, but underneath it does really portray the horrors of, of war pretty well. Uh, I actually want to make a video on World at War just for that reason, because I think it does a really good job of it. But again, it's held back mm. by, by the fact that it's Call of Duty and the fact that it's, you know, the tech at the time was like, it's it's still stylized graphics, so it ends up looking like a video game and stuff. But if they were to use the technology of like Unrecord and do a story like that, where it's like, oh, war's terrible and awful and it's it's showing the how visceral it is and how gritty and grimy of an experience it is to go through mm. and that's the point of it then that that would be i think that would be okay um yeah true you still have to be true. careful with how you depict it though like it's it's yeah god that's the very i'm surprised the fucking company that made it have even gone down the route of it being like a cop simulator to be honest because that's already touchy ground and they haven't even done anything yet <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm surprised it's not got more shit because there was yeah, that there true. was that game what was that get that war game that came out or was supposed to come out or something a few years ago that got loads of controversy um was it called it's uh i don't quite uh, know something where is it six days in fallujah i think i've heard of that um which i don't know if it ever came out or yeah it's still got a release date of 2023 but um it's like based on like a real oh uh, you like it you like one of the marines like in the middle east yeah and yeah, i think I it's think like based this. on a real thing that happened um and people weren't happy about it yeah i've seen gameplay of this um, before actually yeah but the, the the thing is as well though the, the the developers are not they're not like they're trying to tackle it in a way like they're trying to be sensitive to the topic mm -hmm. like that's the point of the game but people are still not happy about it no um which is interesting um i i think i don't know i think a lot of game journalists and stuff are always going to be closed off to those sorts of ideas no matter the execution they're going to be like no you should never do that it's insensitive and wrong yeah which i get it I get it, and obviously people that were, like took part in these things and these wars and stuff, it's perfectly valid for them to feel that it's not okay. Yeah, like that's reasonable. Like they have more validity in that opinion than I possibly do. Um, but I also think that if you are taking care to be sensitive and you want to tell a story about this particular thing, then I feel like you should be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, art is a know. medium for tackling subjects like this i mean since the beginning of human history people have used art as a way to to tackle uh, complex issues so i don't think it's really any different like it's, it is just how you execute it and the level of respect that you show to you know the situation that you're trying to depict if it's something that's really serious like war where you know it's just the 
pure depravity of humanity um mm. yeah it's 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 a tough one but i guess we will we'll see how uh the games like these progress as time moves on you know um we'll, we'll see the audience reception to it and we can sort of formulate more opinions when stuff like this comes out because i mean right now both of these games have talked about unreleased so we don't even really know much about them at all um, true true but yeah i think you can definitely even though it's seen as wrong by a lot of people you can it's only like it's like writing a book about something like you know about a harrowing event it's it's the fact that it's a video game makes it feel like it's wrong because video games are meant to be fun but yeah, we're right. reaching this point where video games are more than just a thing to do. It's like they're more than just the gameplay in front of you. Like they're they're pieces of art. They're stories. Um, and I think yeah, a lot of people just don't understand that. A lot of people just see video games as oh, you get the points and you you beat the level and you beat the the, the game and you win and stuff like that and it's like there's, yeah. there's plenty of games that are not about that these days they're about the story and the characters and the themes and the morals and just the what you can learn from playing it um, yeah so yeah i think depends on how they do it and we shall see True. it's you know it's about the video games are about that deeper experience of being able to connect with the story being told on a level you can't really connect with in any other medium yeah and it allows you that that you know the last of us part two is a great example of the way that that story being told outside of a video game is not going to have the same impact as the video game yeah because taking part in it is what makes it hit heavy for you yeah for sure so it's uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how these games develop and for see sure go. yeah but, i mean uh, I remember when i was a kid thinking back to oh one day when games look like real life and we're here now yeah exactly like, <laughs> we've got unreal that engine now. there's some insane unreal engine demos out there mm-hmm. that are just mental like yeah. they've developed the tech now so like nanite that allows you know the 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 dynamic scaling of um detail on textures mm-hmm. now can be applied to foliage um and water i believe so what it means is you can zoom all the way out and trees will never disappear buildings will never disappear there's no nothing will pop out of existence it will always be there god damn which is crazy and apparently as well like show it from their demo it doesn't even tank uh fps it actually increases fps so when you use nanite on foliage your game runs better than if you just use billboards it's pretty crazy that is insane yeah that's um, some crazy crazy technology so it's, uh yeah it's insane it's going to be really cool to see when developers like AAA developers with all these finances and resources start using unreal engine 5 yeah um, yeah for sure because we've seen you know what they're able to do with unreal engine 4 so with 5 it's only going to go you know further we're going to see some crazy yeah, like what's the next last of us game going to look like like what the fuck yeah exactly when you know these companies start using this tech you know you've got like kingdom hearts 4 is running on unreal engine 5 but we've mm. not actually seen that yet we've only seen it running on unreal engine 4 that but, is true um they have said it's going to move to 5 so you know there's plenty of opportunities and it'll be cool to see our games you know where they go definitely usually. yeah for sure um but uh but yeah there's that uh I don't have any Patreon topics today. Do you have any recommendeds? Oh, fuck, no, I don't actually. No, there you is, don't? No, well, I, I, <laughs> there's well, one dream. There's one dream. Oh, there's <laughs> a dream? The, uh, oh, there's thank goodness. We have a dream. dream. Thank God. 
Thank God we have these three segments that we can keep rotating. I forgot about fucking George's Recommend. I need to get back on that. It's been like three or four episodes since I've done it. You need to get us some some recommendations. Oh, did I do it last episode? Uh, Was that the cats running about? Or was that like ages ago? Was that? Oh, what the fuck is that? What? What? What the fuck? <laughs> what? I what heard the something. Fuck? What the fuck? I heard something there. It's like some strange noise. This is a test of emergency alerts, a new UK government service that will warn you if there is a life-threatening emergency nearby. In a real emergency, follow the instructions in the alert to keep yourself and others safe. What the fuck? What the what? Did you not get that? No, where did that come from for you? My phone. No, I didn't get anything. What the fuck? Oh, that's fucking This is a weird. test. You do not need to take any action. That's insane. Oh, my friend just got it on their phone. In in um, They put it in the group chat just now. So maybe they tested it only on some. I didn't get it. So if, if there was a life-threatening emergency, they'd be like, fuck George, he can fuck off. <laughs> that's fucking insane. Uh, that's crazy that happened on the podcast. Jesus. What the It's like those fuck? analog horror creepy passes where it's like people that get like crazy, a government announcement on their phone and like it's all weird and like telling them to do weird shit. It's like that shit. Trying to show the show the camera but it's not focusing. Well, that's it's there. That's crazy. That's crazy. They're preparing for fucking nuclear war, dude. That's fucking insane. Why it's like is some my camera fallout okay, shit. My camera's my camera's focus is fucked. Hang on. That's right. Did I, do it? Did, I, did I fix the focus? <sighs> I think it might be focusing my cork board. Oh, wait, there we go. I think I did it right. There you go. Now I can show it. There it is. Look at that. What the fuck? That's crazy. Got a fucking severe alert. My God. That's mental. That is mental. Um. Anyway, right. Yes. Dreams. Dreams. I, well, I'll start it off with a dream that I had the other day. It's really fucking, okay. really, really concise. Cause I don't remember much about it. Although I remember that it was semi-lucid and I had a desert eagle and I kept reloading it over and over again because it was really satisfying. Like dropping right. the mag out, putting a new mag in and then pulling back the whatever the fuck it is and hearing it snap back. And it was like nice and weighty in my hand. It was fucking sick. I was like shooting it at <laughs> random shit and then just re- constantly reloading just all the time. Cause it was a really satisfying animation, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that was, that was my funny. dream. Uh, that's that's literally it. That's it. That's the no, whole that's dream. That's it. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it other than that. I just had a fucking huge desert eagle and was fucking unloading it onto random shit and reloading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a great dream um yeah so the dream we have today sent in is from gwill evans oh, he I says evans. Yeah, thanks gwill evans uh he says dream alert hi guys just wanted to share a pretty nuts dream which i experienced about four months ago to give some background on why this dream took place i'm near 100 percent confident this is why let me tell you a bit about the night of the dream so i'm a pretty bad sleeper so i'm on sleep medication on a normal day, I take four of the more gentle and kind of natural medication, melatonin, of which our body already produces, but I lack. However, when my sleep is really, really bad, whereby I'm awake at 8am after going to bed at 11 for numerous nights in a row, I'm prescribed a ridiculously strong pill of which I'm not even going to try and spell. 
<laughs> basically knocks me out and sends me on the ride of my life especially if i can try to stay awake and experience the effects i could see taking this pill being a future hobby of mine as a sad old man if my life goes tits up my point is it's a belter of a med <laughs> amazing that's incredible <laughs> i love it when people preface their dreams in a little fucking context it's absolutely brilliant it's good thank <clears> you so much will thank you to give more background, I had just finished watching the Lazarus Experiment episode of, <laughs> of Russell T. Davies' Doctor Who. <laughs> That's so good. As it was my first time watching the episodes, I believe this is also relevant in uh, in I uh, dissecting the cause of this dream. My name is Lazarus, and I'm... What does he say? How old is he? <laughs> uh, 86 or something. I'm 86 years old. And I am reborn. <laughs> what a great episode. Oh, my God. You've got Martha's Classic. sister, Tish, there as well. That's her sister, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great fucking episode. Martha's mum, she slaps the doctor. Oh, yeah. Gotta love That's her. That's fine. What a, what, a, what a feisty woman. She says she's going to kill the master. What a legend. We love yeah, Martha's mum. we do. And her dad as well. <laughs> yeah. The whole family's good. Love her. Yeah. All right. Uh, dreams start here. So, the dream began as I was running up what seemed to be an endless bright green hill. The sky green and hill zone. Green Hill Zone, he's Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> the sky and all around me, apart from the hill, was a bright gleaming white. Suddenly I was hit with the violent sound of thundering footsteps closely running up the hill behind me. I turned my head and saw a middle aged white woman in a black suit. As I turned my head, she began speaking. Moldy, she whispered. <laughs> As I ran further and she perused, her voice got louder. Moldy, she repeated. She said this again and again until she was shouting in a demonic tone with her face almost expanding. Moldy, moldy, moldy! <laughs> I was terrified. As oh the woman's God. voice reached its booming climax, this is where the Lazarus Experiment link comes in, I was stricken by an overwhelming tornado of electricity. Me and the woman were gone. After this brief moment of nothing, I was transported to yet another all-gleaming white scene with nothing but me, another one of me, and a very clean brick wall. <laughs> this part of the dream was in a third-person perspective view. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of the meme. I don't know if you've seen it. It's this uh, picture of this kid, and he's got this fucking selfie stick like attached to his back, and then a camera... like attached to it and then he's wearing like this vr headset thing and it's like oh. bro lost a bet so he has to live the day in third person <laughs> 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 oh god um at this brief moment uh what the fuck third person perspective view looking at me talking to the other me it looked like a sorry james dialogue section for side quest shitty cutscenes from the hit greek action adventure rpg <laughs> of which we all love <laughs> doesn't even have to say the game um now i mentioned there were two versions of me the one more distinct version of me was wearing a great bright green suit pink shirt and bright green top hat it's like the fucking riddler <laughs> <laughs> the two versions of myself were inaudibly communicating until the green top hat version of me says watch this no mess at this point he dropped his pants cock and bollocks breathing the fresh air and leaped over the wall he said if i land on it whole a reference to my lovely penis I won't spill. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, He's I leaping over a wall onto your knob. 
At this point, I begin pissing and unfortunately did not land on it whole. I noticed my top hat miserably rolled off my head and with that, I woke about 4am. When I woke up, I noticed that I had just pissed all over myself and felt absolutely disgusted in myself. (laughs) However, I was too high on this med to get up and clean myself, so I had to resort to lying in my piss. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you enjoyed. Lots of love. P.S. Fucking love the pod. You guys really get me through some shit. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for so much for the dream. That was fucking incredible. That's the kind of dream. That's the kind of dream set yeah. we need. That is a that fucking great. model dream right there. It's got context as law, <laughs> and then it has a yeah. nice long description of the dream. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I think we've all had that, dude. Though. I've had that before, where like you're pissing in your dream, and then you wake up and you pissed yourself. I don't think I've ever had that but i have like woken up and i'm like oh i really need to piss dude i've had it when i'm mid piss and i wake up i don't think i've ever like actually pissed myself it always used to happen when i was a kid like i'd have a dream that i was like approaching this toilet and i was like oh thank god oh my god it's amazing i finally have a piss and i'd piss in it and i've realized (laughs) this is not my bathroom it's like some weird fucking place and i'd wake up and i'd be like mid piss and i'd be like oh now i've got to see the rest of the piss through all over myself oh Oh, man (laughs) fuck yeah that's fucking crazy it's an awful experience bang a dream I i don't think i don't think i've ever done that I think I would remember if I did. Yeah, it's quite a but. traumatic experience when you're a young lad. Yeah, Thinking that you're safe that's to rough. piss and you realise that you're not. <laughs> that is rough. That is really rough. Terrible. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Will Evans. Thank you so much for the dream. I appreciate it. Super um, good, yeah. If anyone else wants to send in their dreams, please send do. Them in. Because we read all of them on the next episode. Like, if you drop we one do. in the comments, we read all of them. There's no Tyler here to tell us that we can't. There's so. not. We told him to shut for good <laughs> exactly. this time. He's gone. It was He's so satisfying. Bloody God, mate. It's, I'm, fa- I'm <laughs> fucked off, mate. He's like running oh, fucking man. 20 marathons or something. Like an absolute madman. He is. Too many marathons. And like He's doing beating the shit currently. out of people. Oh my god! Beating the shit out of people. Yeah, he's like doing like uh, I don't know what type of martial art it is, but I'm sure he's doing some sort of some sort of fighting, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Not just beating up random people. No, he's, he's not just going out on the street. He's not just going, hey fights. man, on the dynamite, I'm gonna fuck you up now. And then he fucking gets him in a headlock with his thighs. <laughs> it takes them to the ground. He's like, you want to tap out? You fucking want to tap out? It's like strangling them with his legs. You gonna tap out, bitch? <laughs> God, that's a that's a violent version of Tyler. <laughs> classic. That's classic Tyler. Oh, I can't wait to see um, the man again, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's it for episode six yeah. of the Horsey Fox podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Appreciate you. Um, give us a give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and also like the YouTube video. That'll be sick. Yeah, man. And we'll uh, we'll see you in see you in a fortnight for another episode. Yeah, maybe episode we'll uh, get back to streaming some random games soon as well. Uh, like I don't yes, know, Sonic true. or Cuphead. I'd love to do Sonic 06. It's been a long time since I played that game. That fun. would be a fun one, actually. That would be a fun one. That might for be sure. that might be the one to go with. Yeah, man. That'd be um, super fun. But yeah, yeah we'll play we'll, some uh, silly games. Start that up soon, I'm sure. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, thank you, everybody, and we'll see ya. Next week, not next week, the week after that. Two weeks. See you later, everybody. See you later, gamers. And also go watch my fucking Horizon video, you fucks. I've spent long enough on it.
that. Do that. Yeah, boy. All right. If okay, it's so out, everybody... I don't know if it'll be out by the time this podcast comes out, but if you're watching it and it's out, go watch it. Yeah. I've I've saluted to say goodbye three times. So now. I've already done it um, as well. <laughs> okay. Bye, okay. everyone. See you later. See you later. <laughs> goodbye. Bye-bye.